Yo, yo, this is Treasy. And I'm Young Leezy. And we are the On Ear Network. We know you've heard our tag at the end of this show, but it dawned on us that we've never really introduced ourselves. So we wanted to invite you to listen to all of our podcasts. Right now, our roster consists of And Then We Had Sex, a comedy couple that talks about their sex life with an occasional celebrity. The Locker Room, where men take off their filters and say how they really feel. And Grams of Snow, for your underworld and organized crime stories. And of course, Kind of Movie Critics, which is our show, where we deep dive into movies and TV. So if you enjoy this show, check out some of One Ear's other podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now let's start the show. I know you hate me. I've done a lot of shitty things, but uh, no, this isn't one of them. What do you want? First, to apologize. I'm sorry for everything that I've done to you. If I could take it all back, I would. I found out about you and my dad from uh, from this desk. I stole it from him. He had a he had a mental breakdown and he moved out of the house. So I thought that I would uh, I thought I'd give it to you and yeah, you can do with it as you please. Does he know you're giving this to me? No, no, he would fucking kill me. What, did you become like a good person? Absolutely not, no. And you should have seen what I had to do to get it. I felt like we needed this. I felt like this song was very appropriate for, uh, I don't know. For the vibe that's coming. Well, you know, you know what's funny? What cued me to it is there's a part in the episode where Nate's driving and he's blasting it. And I was like, oh, wow. I, I really appreciate Sam Levinson's or whoever's job it is, whoever the music supervisor is that's picking these songs. I really oh, yeah, the soundtrack of the show is amazing. Yeah, yeah. yeah they, it's very wide range, man. They, they, they cover a lot of genres, man. Yeah. So I appreciate the eclecticness of the soundtrack. Um... We are Grams of Snow. You're, without a doubt, most favorite drug dealer, gangster, street gang, white collar crime, teenage uh, addiction, teenage addiction, teenage whore. You know, and all that criminal stuff yeah. that people like us champion. Not really champion. Yeah, but love we, don't, to, we don't champion. We it. don't champion it. No, yeah, that was the wrong word. That was definitely. But but the opposite of champion, actually. Yeah, yeah, that's actually very true. We are entertained by it. We do like to uh, talk about it in great detail. Um, and that's what we do here at Grams of Snow. We break that kind of stuff down into grams for mass consumption. I, I want to get this out the way right off the bat. Six listeners. If you're listening to this podcast and you know people who like Euphoria, they like Succession, they like BMF, they like Snowfall, it's your responsibility to share this, <laughs> to share these episodes with them, okay? <laughs> I, I, you got to help us extend this conversation. You know, Six and I are only two people. We can only do with so much and cover so much ground. But we have a lot of loyal listeners out there, and we need you guys to help us by sharing our content with other people that you guys know. Watch this stuff. So if I can ask for that favor, I'm not going to ask for much, but I'm going to ask for that favor on behalf of Six and I. Is that okay, Six? Uh, sure. <laughs> That's called post-consensual. Right. I was like, yeah. well, you already, you already right. did it. Ask your permission after. Uh, how are you feeling today? 
I'm okay. You good? I'm good. Did our, did this episode was this a good sort of like regression from last episode for you? I want Euphoria to stop making me cry. Okay. That's my first ask. Okay. Um I don't know if it was I mean by regression you mean not as much action. Right? Yeah, like, yeah, not as not as much drama. Yeah, I, I mean I don't I would hope that was the climax of this particular season. No, you know what's crazy? See, this is how traumatized I am. There was mad drama, mad triggering stuff in this episode. And hear me talking about less drama. Also, for me, it was probably the most triggering for me, yeah, specifically, just because of life experience. But right. um, it's much less, you know, action-packed. Right. Um, the last five minutes, though, should have... If I'm if I'm going to do my white woman thing, I, wish, I do wish they would have put up... Um, kind of a trigger warning for abuse Yeah. on this one. It might have changed the way I watched it. Okay. Um, in, w- in what way, if you don't mind me asking? I've been abused. Okay. So that Nate and Maddie thing. Right. That that particularly has ever happened to me. Yeah. But I've had a partner and a, and a weapon involved. But that particular <sighs> thing hasn't happened to me before. Yeah. You, you know, it's, it's, it's weird, man, being a man. Uh, a man that doesn't do things like this. Let mm-hmm. me let me start off by saying that a man that doesn't do things like this. Um, I don't even imagine a scenario where that happens. So it's like these things don't even cross my head until. So trigger sh- warning: We're going to talk about abuse this episode. Okay. We're probably going to deep dive into Nate and Maddie and what abuse looks like and what it feels like. Because even before we started recording, we were talking about abuse versus narcissism versus trauma. Right. So just if that's something you're uncomfortable with, please just know that we're talking about that this episode. Either take care of yourself and don't listen or just get yourself in a space to be okay with that. Yeah. Thank you for that. Because, uh, yeah, thank you for that on behalf of our listeners. But, yeah, I, as a man who doesn't do, um, a, you know, this sort of abusive behavior that Nate is doing, it never really dawns on me that there's guys out here that do these sort of things, mm-hmm. you know. You know some. Yeah, I, I can imagine. I can imagine. That's, you know, man, that's the part that... uh. And that's not even me calling anybody out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it's no. just statistically. Statistically, yeah. they're like one out of every five, you know. I already know, man. There's, you know, you kind of know. I'll tell you what you know as as a, as a guy like me. Because I, I like to think that the people that I call close friends, you know, they're men of integrity. Mm-hmm. This is how they present themselves to be. So this is not a shot at anybody that I consider a close friend. Mm-hmm. If I were to find out that somebody I considered a close friend was engaged in this behavior, I would feel completely duped, right? Like, so, but I know that I associate with people that if you told me they did something like this, I wouldn't be surprised. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I I wouldn't be surprised. I just don't have any knowledge of them having done it to be able to cut them out of my life. Right. You know what I'm saying? But if you told, if someone, if, if, if a woman came to me and said, Yo, your homeboy does X, Y, Z, or this person does X, Y, Z and has done this to me. I probably wouldn't be shocked. You know, it wouldn't be like, well, what did you do? You know, are you sure that you're trying to slander him? It wouldn't be none of that. It'd be like, oh, shit. Now, a close friend, I would have to do a little bit more investigation because I'm like, because I'd be like, man, fuck, that's. And, and, you know, not at a discredit of the woman at all. It would just be like a holy fuck. Where did I go wrong? with this in terms of like how did i not see it yeah <laughs> you know it'd be one of those things yeah. but um but yeah I, i'm sorry that i'm sorry 
to anyone that has to go through this and specifically sorry for women, because I saw a lot of women on the timeline mm-hmm. that were saying some of the same things that you were saying in yeah. terms of abuse and stuff. My heart goes out to y'all, man, you know, because this, this shit is wild, mm-hmm. you know, and, and to have so much size over a person physically and, and still do it. It's like a fucking double whammy, you know, it's not even that, I guess. Do you want to just start with Nate and Maddie then since we're already here? Oh yeah, can, uh, can I introduce us real quick? Yes, and then we can get into it. I'm sorry, I don't, I don't, I don't mean to hog up all microphones. Up. Yes. All right, so like I said, Graham's a Snow Podcast. My name is Treasy, and for this episode, you can refer to me as Basin Bateman. Please get the fuck out. <laughs> Basin Bateman, um, who was a, a lot of people don't know. I wouldn't consider him a child actor, but he came in like in his like late teens, early. T- Maybe he Did was. He? I think he was. He might have been. A, the first thing I remember seeing him in was Teen Wolf 2. And this was what? That must have been like. Jason Bateman was in Teen Wolf? Teen Wolf 2. Michael J. Fox was Teen right, Wolf 1. I feel like the and guy Jason was Bateman was Teen Wolf 2. Because his sister, her, his sister up to that point, Justine Bateman, was way more famous didn't know she existed yeah she was in a sitcom i think the sitcom with the uh alan thick's kid or, or alan thick and uh the cameron kid we were talking about yeah uh, alan thick is robin thick's dad robin like, thick's okay. dad yeah alan thick and um was that step by step Kurt cameron no nah, um growing pains growing pains yes. I, I feel like justine bateman was in growing pains so yeah so i was familiar with justine then bateman. jason bateman Child, let's just see how old Jason Bateman is. Yeah, he's. I mean, Jason Bateman's got to be in his fifties. When did Teen know? Wolf two but, come out? But he had a, you know, he had a hell of a, a resurgence. I think around the like Arrested Development time frame, you know, and and he's just kind of never stopped hitting his stride since then. But while you're looking that up, mm-hmm. let me introduce my co-host Six, aka Bernie Smollett. <laughs> Bernie. Bernie, like burning trees, smoking. You done better. I, I have done. I told you, you Molly better. Ringwall was the best one. Done better. Yeah, I've done better, but you get the point. Uh, after you look that up, I would love to. It came out in 1987. Yeah. I don't know how old Jason Bateman is, Team but whatever. Team. Either way. Yep. But yeah, let's so let's well, yeah let's jump straight into Maddie and so and Nate. We were talking about how you know it that much size and not knowing what to do and being afraid. That's not. That isn't. In my experience, okay. the worst part of being abused, mm. right? I think because that that ends, right? And at some point, you're like, all right, you take it. You got five, ten minutes of this. You be sore for a little bit. You move on, mm-hmm. right? Like, I just, I'm sure in from what we've seen on the show, I'm not diminishing it at all. But this seems to be the second outburst of actual violence, mm-hmm. like physical violence from Nate. So. Maybe in that instance, you're not kind of used to it yet. <laughs> okay. Not that you should be used to it, but sure, it happens. Sure. The scarier part is the parts that you found yourself talking through earlier. Okay. Where when I was explaining to you, someone who is being abusive, it's really important to them that you only agree with their version of events and reality. Mm. Right. And it, it's not because they don't remember what actually happened. And they'll say that to you. They'll say, oh, well, I just blacked out and, and I don't know. I just got so mad. That's not true. What's happening is if we live, if I'm being abused and someone else is abusing me, if I live in my version of reality, I'm going to realize what's happening to me is wrong and do something about it. Mm. 
But if I live in the version of reality you're creating for me, then the abuse makes sense there. That's the scarier part, not knowing what's up and what's down. Yeah. And then it becomes a point where you lean on them for your version of reality because of that. You question your sanity. It's, it's extreme gaslighting. Mm. It's like when he said, I didn't choke her. Mm-hmm. He was there when he choked her. He yeah. knows that he choked her. He knows. Right. And his mom knew. But he was adamant. I didn't do that. I didn't do that. Is part of it shame? Probably. Okay. I, I'll, I'll give Nate that. I think that Nate has some trauma. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know that Nate is proud of who he is. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people who are abusive... It's kind of the same. To be abusive, you have to have extremely low self-esteem and no trusting yourself. Mm. You have to, right? Like you are extremely wounded to do that. Um, it takes a lot to get to a space where you can say that about, <laughs> about an abuser, but you have to be in a, you're an extremely weak individual trying to regain control mm. over someone you've decided is weaker than you or needs to be weaker than you. So you feel like you're in this better place than them because you don't feel that way anywhere else in life. Yeah. Um, so he knows what happened. And that's the scary part. The, I never said that. I didn't do that. Yeah. Well, what'd you do to me? Right. It's that bending of reality because, you know, he, he didn't kill himself. Right. And she'll be over that. That ended. The part she stuck with is the mental trauma of it. Mm. And he looked at her like, whoa, whoa, wasn't even, there was nothing in there. Yeah, the gun like wasn't loaded. Yeah. It's not the point, you fucking kumquat. Like, <laughs> yeah, that was. Oh, okay. I did, I feel for Maddie in general. Like, Maddie's. Uh, I'm also here to flip flop on who's good and who's bad. Okay. Um, I'm not flip flopping on Maddie. Maddie is still one of the very few good people on this show, who is constantly, hmm. um betrayed in some of the worst ways right it makes me want to know more about maddie in epi- in, se- in season one is there a backstory for maddie i don't think so it makes me want to know yeah we see her dad one time okay I'm, I'm interested to see how how long life has been doing this to maddie what made maddie the way that she is mm-hmm. but even in the way that like even when we see her being mean and nasty there is some kind of almost valiant reason behind it if there can be a valiant reason for it i don't know i, I don't know I, th- I mean you know I, I i think there's a reality where she's a fucked up person too it's just of lesser degree as the other people that are fucking her why would we call her fucked up i'm asking um uh, i don't think um okay what was she gonna do with that disc I think that knowing someone is a pedophile isn't a fucked up thing to expose. But but if okay, right. If it was of such importance to you, that sh- that disc would have been with the police. See, there's a blackmail play there. Um, there there's a there's a there is uh to me, right? There is there is a motive there. There's a motivation there for this to But there was a motivation to keep it. Well, what's the motivation? Loyalty to Nate. Okay, so then, then, then that's erasure of your of of the whole moral stand ground. Then, if your loyalty to Nate to keep that, like I don't even I don't understand that terminology. What your, what your loyalty to Nate was to keep that, but what are you gonna do with this disc now? See, so like if it was if if you indeed know that a pedophile 
did something. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if she even looked at it, right? Mm-hmm. Because how the how the ending was, you know, she kind of said she didn't look at it, but she also lied and said she didn't have the disc. So I don't know if she looked at it or not. If she looked at it and she knew what was going on and she didn't report it to the police, see, they don't they have a term for that, right? At that, That's like an accomplice, I guess, at that point. Or no. There, there's a term for that. In ter- like, it's like aiding and abetting, but not, you know what I'm saying? Like, again, I'm not saying uh, there is a there is just a reality where she can be morally skewed, but she doesn't look that morally skewed because she's around other people that are worse. It's the whole Kane and O dog thing. She's 17. Yeah, but okay. So, but if you got if you got to stretch and make excuses for her, you got to stretch and make excuses for all the other. I do. I'm I'm here to do that today is what I'm saying. Yeah. Um. But also, and Maddie's 18. Excuse me. But I don't know. I, I don't. I don't agree with you. I I think that. I get it. Maddie, how did she get the tape? She stole it. When? Like it was just. It was. It was sitting on. It was sitting like. Like in a Bible, in a book or something like that on Nate's dresser and she took it. But why? That part I don't remember. That part I don't remember. I feel like there was a conversation and she knew it was on it. Um, And I feel like her keeping it might have been insurance. It might have been. But then it became, okay, I'm not doing this to Nate. I love him. I don't know what's on it, but I love him and his family. Okay. Um, And then it became, oh, you're trash. You did this horrible thing. I mean, at the, I guess I get what you're saying, but that's not. Maddie's not a bad person for that. Um, I just think I just think it's it in the context of worse people. You're right. In the context of people that that know better than that, no, she would be a fucked up individual. It's all. I, I don't know. It's three card Monty. Fucked up individual for that. Okay, if there was something. That you did. Let's go with her not knowing exactly what's on the tape. Her okay. knowing it's probably so problematic. So she stole something from somebody then. Okay. Right. I think you're reaching for a reason. To no, think I, I, I think I think for whatever reason you're disc. You're like you you don't want to see what I'm saying for whatever reason. I don't know what that. No, reason I, I is. see what you're saying. I just don't agree that makes her bad. Uh, again, it so okay. We we said last episode you don't believe in good and bad, right? Right. We talked about poor decision making. Okay. We talked about I, well, my specific definition is good and bad is all relative to the you know the person that's on the other side of of what you're thinking. Well, then with what you're how you view it, then yeah, sure, yeah. I, I can see where you're coming I've, from. I've stolen in my lifetime. Mm-hmm. I've done fucked up shit in my lifetime. Mm-hmm. And if somebody were to call me on it, I'd have to eat that and say, yeah, that's I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have stole that. I guess, again, for me, it's because I don't do good people, bad people. Yeah. Uh, I think it's the weight of the disc is what's making me say, well, that's what it was. So it's not bad. I, I can see what you're saying by the whole it wasn't hers. But I guess for me, it's well, what what it is what it was. So to me and the way that I view, quote unquote, good and bad. Mm-hmm. If there was a legal activity up there and you're doing it for a moral high ground, then you take it to a higher authority to ju- to to have legal recourse against it. If you are if you are tucking it, if you are tucking it away for insurance, you're no different than the people that were helping R. Kelly. Period. OK, that's 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 just my opinion on it. Okay. So, um, 
but but having said that, of course she doesn't that that doesn't call to be abused by a. Is fucking, that all you got on Maddie? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm. Okay. Yeah, I don't. I mean, this ain't an indictment against Maddie. I'm not. I'm not the police trying to come against. No, Maddie. no, I'm just saying like, like it was like you were saying. Oh, I don't know about Maddie. Like, like yeah. I didn't say all that. I was just. I mean, you were like she's. You said something about her not being a bad person. I was like, no, I no, I, I was. Get it. I brought up what has happened to Maddie and why is she. Why is she being fucked over by everyone? And then it was, well, I think that Maddie's also a fucked up individual. Like it, it just felt more dramatic than just that. But go ahead. Oh, okay. I, I, I feel like tracking there was a little different, but, but I'll take it. It could have been. Yeah, yeah I'll been. take it. Um, but you know, I think that the conclusion of where I went, where I would get to, it, it, she doesn't deserve to be abused because of that. Like mm-hmm. she, I agree. Like I think what Cassie did to her is extremely fucked up. But fine, you know, some people don't have that morality. Cassie has her own reasons for doing it. Okay, cool. You know what I'm saying? I'm not fucking Nate, so I don't care, but it's it's serious to Maddie. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think Cassie should acknowledge that, you know, if she considers her her best friend. And if she doesn't, she doesn't, you know? Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. It's, it's, shit is complicated. Shit is weird, man. Shit is, I don't know. It's different when, I guess, when you see it in the seat of the viewer. I don't know. It's just different seeing all the influences. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's different seeing the motivations because I would understand why that disc was very important to Nate. You know what I'm saying? I understand why it was very important to him. I don't understand why you do the Russian roulette game. That that's a weird thing, but I understand why that disc was important to you. You know, there's been things that I remember popping up at a kid's house at his, at a kid's parents' house because he fucked me on an i, I bought an iPod from him, off of Craigslist, mm-hmm. and the iPod was fucked up, and he knew it was fucked up. He knew it was fucked up because I knew he knew it was fucked up because of how he responded to me when I texted him and said something about it, and it was kind of like, "Sorry, bro, all sales are final" type shit. Mm-hmm. And I popped up at his mom's house. I know I, I was a little extra and overboard. But the money that I spent on that iPad was serious to me or on that on that iPod was serious to me. I popped up at his mama's house and I told him straight up. I told his mama came to the door and I said, listen, your son sold me a faulty iPod and I came here to get my money back. And she called the boy. <laughs> shit is, shout out to Robbie, man. Robbie was with me when I did this. Uh, my man, Robbie uh, Elliott Airship. And um, and uh, she called him home. He came home and then from he rode his bike home. Mm-hmm. This kid couldn't have been no more than like 16, 17. And when he pulled up to the house, he was like, yo, my bad, bro. I didn't know. It was, my homeboy gave it to me. It's just a bunch of excuses. I was just like, bro, just give me my money. It's no big deal. Just give me my money. It's not a big deal. It'll be a bigger deal if you want to make it a big deal. But I'm telling you what I want. And I'm not mad about it. I get it. He was trying to get your bread. But you're not going to get me. That's all. You know what I'm saying? Now, was I was I right? In my head, I was right. I didn't put hands on the boy. I told his mama about it. It was a maybe it was a cautionary tale for his family and for him. You can't fuck over people on the internet. They will find you in real life. You know what I'm saying? Maybe it was a cautionary tale. Some people probably say I went overboard. Why didn't you just eat the charge? Well, to me, it was that serious. You know, so I think in that story, in Nate's story with Maddie, the difference is relational equity. 
Okay. Right? So I think you went overboard as well. But, <laughs> okay. I get but it. I, but I get it, right? Mm-hmm. Like, don't play my money. But that little boy was a stranger. You had you didn't know him. You didn't know anything about him. You know, like, it was a stranger playing with you. Mm-hmm. I think there's a huge difference in that in Nate and Maddie. Right? Yeah, like, yeah no, for sure. So... I, I don't track those two together. Like, I see what you're saying about mm. how it was serious to him. He went to go get it. That's all. But I, I don't. Yeah, that's all I was saying. I, I, you know, again, man, for me, I mean, you know, I don't know. For me, it's just I, we live in a very PC world. So it's, it's like I'm really walking on eggshells. Don't. Yeah, but I have to because these kind of things live in the world forever. Um, You know. The, the, there's just I wish we can get to a place where everybody understands that like there are there there are a lot of people that have a reason to do what they what they feel like they need to do and it intersection it becomes an intersection with somebody else who doesn't feel like that needed to be done in order for that to happen and then there's recourse that happens I'm not saying that I'm not speaking about this in terms of like Maddie and Nate. That's abuse. I'm not mm-hmm. I'm not excusing him by any means. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying as a viewer, I think that's somewhat the point of the show is that like there are a lot there is a lot of depth to these things. You know that on the surface if somebody were just to tell you on paper what happened, it would sound like, "Oh my god, that's fucking crazy." But there's a smaller there's a small detail that goes into this that like needs to be taken in consideration in the equation. Maybe it doesn't tip the equation, but it's still a very small detail. That's, that's a very big deal to someone. So they're doing a justified in their head. They're doing a justified thing. What I'm hearing you say is that, and this is, a, I'm just making sure what I'm hearing is correct. It's okay. not like a, what I'm hearing you say is sure, that sure, I want to, sure. um, because of the things that have happened to Nate, we have to consider that in his behavior, specifically as it comes to this taping with Maddie. Mm-hmm. Is that is am I tracking correctly? Because of some of the traumas may have experienced some things that he may be going through himself. Um no, I'm not even speaking about the traumas because that's that's kind of above my pay grade. Okay. I'm just saying he went there to get a disc. What is the detail? Is that the detail that is being left out is what you're saying? I'm trying to get what that yeah, detail no, is. Yeah, that's yeah, that's that's the thing. He went there to get a disc. He went there to get a disc. Yeah. And and it, it went way too fucking far. But he went there to get a disc. I don't. I was almost going to agree with you. But if just about the disc, then no. Well, what don't you agree with? I don't, I don't care what you were going there to get. You you shouldn't have done that. Like, that's that's wild. So you got to separate. I'm not excusing his behavior. No, 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 no. I'm not saying that you are. But okay. from what you were saying before, it was we see things happen. And again, not to excuse it, but we leave out a small detail that was important to somebody else. Because yeah. to hear it on paper, on paper, you would say Nate threatened to kill himself laying on top of Maddie trying to get a disc back. And mm-hmm. you're saying the detail that's being left out is he wanted a disc. Um. In my mind, you were saying the detail left out is some of the stuff he's gone through and what's on the disc. N- no, that that he was motivated to get a disc. Like, okay, all right. So, um, Are you? Let me, is let the motivation do, the detail? 
yeah, they're kind of wrapped up in the motivation is the disc. No, no, but it's not the disc. It's why he wanted the disc is what you're saying is is the small detail. Yeah, the why, not the yeah, what. the why. Yeah. So I hear you, and mm-hmm. I'm not disagreeing with that. Mm-hmm. But what I'm saying is, and and I'll be on PC, okay. um, and this applies to me too, a lesson I've had to learn. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the stuff, sometimes the things that you do and the behavior you exhibit and the choices you make mm-hmm. negate the space to see understand and take into account what you've gone through because you're right nate again we're not excusing abuse in any way shape or form but nate Mm -hmm. has a very particular uh brand of of his own shit Mm -hmm. that he's been living in since it it seems seven or eight years old around the time when he found this disc and his mother can't figure out what happened to him at eight years old right that's what happened marcia um that's a particular brand of trauma. Mm-hmm. And yes, excuse me, I'm over here belching. That has shaped the way Nate not only views the world, but interacts with the world. Mm-hmm. And Marshall let us know that his dad didn't believe in therapy, so she couldn't take him. Mm. So that takes it off the table. And yeah, that's that sucks for Nate. Mm-hmm. However, the actions Nate took after makes it so the people in this immediate universe, mm-hmm. not to say in a different universe he gets to live in or a different realm of people he may come across, that can't be a reality. But in this universe that he's currently in, his behavior has made it so people can't do that for him now. Yeah. So I think that's important too. I'm not saying your point is negated. I'm mm-hmm. saying as well as people need to understand, sometimes you will negate your own trauma. Yeah. If, if your trauma is causing you to be shitty to other people, you don't get to traumatize someone and then say, oh, I, I have trauma too. Mm-hmm. While it's valid, that traumatized person does not have to take that into account because you don't get to run around being abusive because you were abused. Mm-hmm. So I hear you, but yeah. sucks to suck, bro. Like, <laughs> Yeah. I mean, no, listen, I, I, I'm not, again, you know... Uh, we're so programmed to think that like there's a winner and a, there's a loser. Mm-hmm. And in this particular case, all I'm saying is there's two losers in this particular situation. It's two losers. You know, you, you wanted to, you're dealing with somebody that you know is a fucking psychopath. Right. And I'm not victim blaming, please. Cause I, I already know like, I'm yo, this shit, this shit makes me sick to my stomach that I just like, I have to make a fucking disclaimer for everything. It makes me sick to my stomach because it's going to sound like victim blaming and it's totally fucking not. Um, He's a psychopath. He needs to be put in jail and a bunch of other shit. And if it's not mad, he's going to do it to somebody else. Okay. Mm-hmm. Having said that, um, this psychopath came to your house looking for a disc. That ain't, th- this ain't the time to do that. This ain't the time to, I don't have the disc. This ain't the time for that. There's the disc. Goodbye. This is not the time for, you know, like, it's not the time. And this is just, now I'm talking real life now. You know, it, the disc ain't the disc ain't worth whatever trauma he's, he's trying to inflict on you. Just give up the disc, whatever that means to whoever. You know, uh, just give up the disc, man. It could have been a matter of not knowing what he was going to do. Because it... He's sitting in your house with a gun. Right. But the thing is, once he has the disc now, there's no reason to keep you. If, if she was truly scared for her life, which I feel like she was, mm-hmm. he gets the disc. 
It doesn't matter anymore. And she knows he's a psychopath. The disc keeps me alive. That's if I can convince point. you I don't know where it is, then I can have time to go find it. That's a great point. That is a great point. Because that's, that's what actually, I got from that. Okay. See, that, now we're talking. Now we're having a convo because that's an angle I didn't consider. Because my, my mind was, okay, because I would have said that too. I don't know where the disc is. All right. Give me a day or two. To, I know, it's not here. I know where to find it, but it's not here. Yeah. Something along those lines would have happened with me too because- you get the disc. If you crazy enough to be in my house in the middle of the night when it's raining outside, pointing a weapon at my bathroom as I walk out of it, yeah. you crazy enough to shoot me. So yeah, that's a yeah, that's it, a Fendi. So I need to stay alive. I don't have the disc. Yeah. Okay. I I accept that angle. Yeah. I I then that makes it a little bit. That makes I see some validity there. I see some validity there for sure. That's. But then yeah. when you get to threaten to blow your brains out on top of my face. There's the disc. Yeah. If we got to go, we got to go. But just not on top of me, please. Like, Yeah. There's a the disc. Yeah. 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 It's sad, man. And just like looking at the stuff that's, again, I, I, I don't know if Maddie's parents are very involved. They don't feel like it. Yeah. But maybe they're just so involved. They're regular parents, so it pales in comparison to everyone else's parents. Right. And we don't need to see them because they might actually have a healthy relationship. But everyone, I know this sounds crazy, and Maddie is portrayed as a character that we're not supposed to like just because of her attitude and bitchiness. When outside of the point that you that you made earlier, she hasn't really made a bunch of shitty decisions. Correct. She hasn't really. I haven't seen her betray anyone. I haven't seen her do anything while when we see her fight it again for a valiant reason like she's fighting a racist <laughs> like, <laughs> you know what i, I mean? wouldn't say valiant but, but you know like i i can excuse you for beating up a racist right i i can yeah. I, I can get past that i can okay. you know we yeah. can um but it's like she ends up with really really deep betrayal because she feels like one of those people who it takes a lot to get next to and for her to believe that you're next to her. And then, like, her best friend fucks her boyfriend. It's wild, man. I guess you can't ever really ever see it coming, you know? And even this babysitter lady is manipulating her. I don't even know how yet. But wow. I don't. Really? I, I get bad vibes. Oh, well. I get predatory vibes. You Really? Yeah. I don't know. From the helping her unzip her dress to now this. I get predatory vibes, and I don't know what kind of predatory vibes. Maybe sexually, really sexually, and maybe not just with her. Maybe her husband. Like I don't know. I I get okay, and I could be wrong. It's just my gut is like hmm, we don't yeah. like her. We don't like this. I you know I I looked at it like um, and and maybe you know maybe it'll reveal. I I feel like it's kind of too late in the season for you to like fair to fair. to bring up. A whole nother issue, but it I could, could be, be. There's a third season coming, though. Right, I, yeah. and I could be wrong. I, I I feel like you know the point of Minka Kelly's character is really just. That's what her name is. Mm-hmm. Yes, I knew that she looked familiar. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She used to date. Um, what's what's the baseball player's name from the Yankees? God, Jeter. Jeter? Yeah, Jason Jeter. Derek. Derek Jeter. She's a, Jason Jeter's an actual person though, but. Um. Uh, she does it like a like a J Lo knockoff. You're right. Wow. Okay. Oh, uh, she does. <laughs> I don't see it. Her and Jayla look alike. Nah. Okay. Nah. I don't. Google the picture of Jennifer Lopez right now. 
<laughs> I guess I can kind of see where you're coming from, but, but not, re- <laughs> but not. I don't think it's like by choice. I think it's no, just. No, no, no. He just has a type. Oh, oh, he has a type. Yeah, oh, he has a type. Yeah, yeah. It's fucking Derek Jeter. They could be cousins. Like her okay. and J-Lo could be cousins. Okay. Um, I, I, I felt like just the point of her was really just to kind of open up her world a little bit. Because I think all these kids have a very narrow view of life. Okay. They have a very narrow view of life of like, yo, yo this shouldn't be. And it's like, no, this is a big world. A lot of, there's a lot of that. fucked Especially up people. Especially because that con- I can see that conversation being about that instead. Yeah. Like people grow. Yeah. People I thought grow. it was important for her to share that. No, I, I was Cassie, baby. Yeah. And, and I found somebody who, you know, who showed me something different. You know, she found a man, I guess that okay. gave her something to believe in, you know. Um, Maybe I was being a pessimist. So yeah, I can, I can see that angle. Yeah, and yeah. I feel like that makes more sense, especially because only three episodes left. And, and, and I think Maddie needs that kind of mentorship because she's or a bad bitch at that. Yeah. Yeah. Because Minka Kelly's a good looking woman, man. And uh, she lives a life. You can see Maddie living in 20 years. Right. Yeah. Right. And um, yeah, she needed that knowledge, man, because she is clearly, She's, you know, she attracts them. She attracts fucking socially inept people. Yeah. And, um, you know, Cassie, God, Cassie's a, Cassie and, <laughs> and Nate, it, like the bride, like, like Chucky and the bride of Chucky, bro. Darling, like, I just. They need a spinoff series on some fucking natural born killers type shit. I found myself screaming the TV because yeah. Suze was like, you were fucking your best friend's boyfriend. Right. Yeah. It's the principal. And Cassie goes, they weren't together. And Cassie, you were concerned about the wrong, who was with who, the, the wrong pair. Yeah. Whether they were together or not, you and Maddie were still best friends. It'd be a different thing if you were telling me that you and Maddie weren't friends anymore. Yeah. But that's not what you're saying. Right. If Maddie, because you guys are only 18, if Maddie had dated that boy when she was 15 yeah. and y'all are best friends. He off limits. Like, or at least that's the principle that every, that a lot of other people seem to live by. But I just think it's it's the being in love with, and they, y'all were freshly broken. They were freshly broken up. Yeah, like they were still like fighting in public. You know, like when you break up with someone, mm-hmm. it takes about six to eight months to actually break up. Right, right. So they were still there, and you were still best friends with her. Yeah. We don't care if her and Nate were together. On it's not about that. Mm-hmm. It's about you and Maddie and your relationship. And I think, again, Minka Kelly brought up a good point. She was like, someone showed me just the right amount of attention at just the wrong time. time. Mm, That was a bar. And I get it. That was a bar. I get it. But it's like, I'm trying to keep in mind these people are children because one of my girlfriends listened to the episode and was like, you are not this judgmental in real life. And I don't understand why you're being so mean to kids on this podcast. And I was listening back. And I don't ever listen to the show. And I listened back and I was like... I was kind of yeah. You were really going, you were going hard. Last I was really episode. mean to children yeah. last episode. So I'm trying to remember. Okay, one, I'm not judgy in real life. Like I'm just not. Hmm. And listening back, I was like, wow, you just you had a bad day. <laughs> right. Um, and remember, these are kids, right? And I think uh, you listen to you listen to people in general, especially young people, though talk about the worst thing that's ever happened to them, and you think because you're older than them, like a oh, girl, and it's not that big of a deal. Yeah. But for an eighteen-year-old, it's the biggest thing. This ever. probably is the worst thing to ever happen to Cassie. That's a fact. I, Even though it's her fault, yeah. This is probably the worst thing she's ever done, yeah. And the worst thing that's ever happened to her, yeah. So we're calling it dramatic, but her 
like she told Nate, she really did ruin her entire life to be with him. Yeah. She really did. She really did. A- 18 years is not a very long time at all. Yeah. So. You know, I find myself, and I, I do not identify with Cassie whatsoever. No. But I, but in all fairness, and you know, I, you know, in in the event of trying to see it from a few different sides, I understand why it's so hard for her. I understand what's conflicting for her. Mm-hmm. I understand that like she really cannot grasp the concept that she did something wrong. That I can't understand. I can understand her making excuses for herself. Yeah. But I can't. I. I feel like she wouldn't be walling out if she didn't know it was wrong. She knew it was wrong, but she hid it. She did know it was wrong. Oh, true. That, no, that, that's, that's a see. That's that's a point that I have to constantly consider. Is but like, I can I completely understand her making excuses for herself. Yeah. Because she's trying to justify it because she feels shitty and doesn't want to. Yeah. Because those are two conflicting things for her. She loves Nate, but she feels shitty about loving Nate. Yeah. So I can see where you're coming from with that, but she knew it was wrong. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's uh, whew. Yeah, man. So, uh, j- real quick, just going back to Maddie and Minka Kelly girl, um, do you think there was any significance to that clock radio camera? I do, but I don't know what. I know there had to be. They showed it to us. Yeah. Um, I think that's what gave me the heebie-jeebies. Okay. Because she's never stolen anything, right? She just goes in there and plays dress up. Mm-hmm. But she's naked in there a lot. Mm-hmm. Oh. She goes in there to take off her clothes and put on her dresses. Mm-hmm. She, again, we didn't see her take anything. Mm-hmm. She didn't damage anything. She didn't have any weird conversations in there. Mm-hmm. She didn't bring Nate in there last time, right? No, they were out by the pool. Mm-hmm. So nothing's happened that she could like get in any legal trouble for. Right. But she's naked on that camera. Well, maybe it's not the lady doing it. Maybe it's the husband. Right. Okay. I said, this that whole thing just gave me the heaps. Right, got it. Okay, I can see that too. I can see that being a husband thing. I didn't. I didn't think about that. That's a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. What um, did you think about it? I don't know, but th- you know, juxtaposition that with Maddie in her room, there was like a little sign that said, you know, smile, you're on camera, mm-hmm. and you know. That's just, weird being in her bedroom. I thought that when I saw, it. I was like, why? Is yeah, but, but you know, it's just Cause where's the camera in her room at? That's what I want to know. There's a camera in Maddie's room. Oh, you think so? I bet the house on it. Because why is that sign there? Um, I think, you know, she's she has a little bit of vanity to her. So I can see that being like, you know, almost like an affirmation. Smile, you're on camera. You know, like, I, I can see that being an affirmation. I don't, I don't know why she would have a camera in her room, you know, or maybe, maybe she, maybe, I don't know, maybe she's setting Nate up. Like, I, I don't know. This wasn't setting it up. Yeah, I don't know. That's what I'm saying. I don't see why she would have a camera in her room. That doesn't make too much sense to me. But, you know, I just saw the, the juxtaposition of that with, you know, them showing us a camera mm-hmm. inside of a clock radio inside the closet. So yeah. I, I just kind of, I put the two together in that way. Yeah. We actually put a tweet out about it that seemed to be getting a lot of response. It's still. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's, um, so, it's a yeah. lot of Brazilians have a lot to say. I don't speak Portuguese. <laughs> right. I'll, I'll be looking for the translate yeah. now button. I'll be like, oh, okay. I don't, yeah. I don't get it. Um, all right. So are we kind of done with Maddie and Maddie, Maddie in general, just Maddie and Nate, Maddie and the girl, other girl, Maddie and Cassie. We kind of done with that. I'm concerned for Maddie. Um, I mean, I mean, we're done, but it's like, that's traumatic. Mm-hmm. 
I'm concerned for her as all. I'm I don't know what's I don't know what happens to her next episode or what she does next episode. Okay. Well, I I think um I feel like Nate's out of you know I I don't know if you remember me saying this when I was like I don't know if he even loves Maddie. I think he's just back for this disc mm-hmm. like three episodes ago, and I and I feel like I was somewhat vindicated here. Yeah. Like, I, I don't I don't think he has any interest for a couple of reasons. I don't I think he was kind of done with Maddie anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think after the conversation with his mom, I was about to bring that up. Yeah, yes. I think I think he's pretty much done with Maddie. Um, I think his mom is jealous of Maddie. I don't think that his mom dislikes Maddie. Really? I think his mom sees herself in Maddie. And well, it was kind of, you're like your dad. Yeah. And I need you to think I hate her, so you'll leave her alone. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I can see that. Depend- yeah, or I resent her for for being who I wanted to be and who I was at 18. Well, well, I, she also kind of put it right there, which is don't marry anybody that you meet in high school. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? See, she she's she's doing she's doing that thing where it's like she is able to identify w- with what Maddie is because she was that thing. But I don't know if she sees herself as everything that she says that Maddie was. I don't believe that she thinks those things about Maddie. I th- well, if she does, I think they're out of anger. Right. Like, I think it's that girl's no good. That and the third because she was Maddie at one point. She doesn't know who she was supposed to be because she then became Cal's beard. So it's resentment. It's you're living that life and you're going to continue to do it because you're not going to have this crazy man's baby. Mm-hmm. And you'll get to grow up and have your fun and do these things. And I didn't. And I know that my son is a much more like his father than he's going to tell you or me. And I don't want him to dim that in you. I, I feel like... I'm probably not articulating the way I want the way I want to, but I feel like with Marsha, that wasn't just about this girl's no good for you. Mm-hmm. I feel like she identified with Maddie, right? From her calling herself high and then Maddie, from her saying, you know, she'll le- she'll keep the baby to spite you. Hmm, why did you, Marsha? Right. And then Maddie not being pregnant, or hopefully Maddie's not pregnant. Um, I just feel like she saw herself in that, and it wasn't about. I feel like the things that she was saying, mm-hmm. she didn't feel, I guess what I'm getting at. She didn't feel that, that about way about herself. Maddie. It was, I'm going to speak ill of this little girl because I wish I could still be those things. And I need to convince both of us that she's trash and convince you to leave her alone. Mm, see, okay. That's, I, I, I see Am I making that. sense? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I, I think I'm tracking what you're saying. I, see, I, I have a little bit of a different viewpoint. I believe she absolutely thinks those things about Maddie. I don't think she associates herself. I don't think she identifies herself in that. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think, I don't think that, I I think like, um. okay, I don't, I don't think she looks at her as she has ruined Cal's life. I don't think she looks at herself that way. Cal's ruined hers. Yeah. No, that she's ruined Cal's life. Right. I'm thinking, what I'm saying is I don't oh, think that she thinks that either. I she, think that she thinks Cal, Cal ruined, ruined her. Right. And that's why I think she thinks of Nate and Maddie. But keep going. Right. But see, if she really, if she really, so this, and I guess the word for this maybe would be cognitive dissonance, maybe, where, where it's like, 
Um, let me let me not. I don't know. I don't know if that's the right term for this, mm-hmm. but I feel like cognitive dissonance would be the right term here, but it probably it may not be that she is. She has no problem seeing a thing for what it is, mm-hmm. but she just has problem identifying it when she's looking in the mirror like she she can identify it through binoculars but not in the mirror oh that's just no self-awareness it's not cognitive dissonance it's just no cognitive dissonance would be i know this thing is happening but we're gonna pretend like it's not okay see i think there's a little bit of that too i think in that she just knows how to play nate because we watch her do that the whole time she knows how to handle nate yeah so i'm thinking you're thinking that you're saying that because Nate is a lot like Cal and she mm-hmm. likes to make it seem as if she can't recognize that. Yeah. Yeah. She's just not making the connection that he is. She is. She's making the connection that like, ah, you get all the bad things from your father. Like she makes the connection with him and the father, but she doesn't make the connection with her and Maddie. That's but, just a really poor self-awareness. Right. Yeah. Like but, you just, but you can see that it's happening. But she called that out, right? She said your dad didn't believe in therapy, so none of them went. And, you know, so self-reflection's off the table. Yeah, well, okay. So none of, none of them went. Why didn't you go? Why didn't you go? Because he can't. He doesn't control you. Please. No, I don't, I don't take her as a person that is controlled and oppressed. No, but that's just kind of a... I, if dad didn't believe in it, was she still, she still also seemed to follow the lead of her husband. He was still the head of the household. She stayed with him forever. Didn't tell anybody. Like she still had kids. Like he was still the head of household. Okay. So there's a couple of things that like, when it came to their backstory that made you have to like, take someone into consideration. One, their sexual experiences were spearheaded by her. Mm-hmm. Right. So there's a certain amount of like liberation or I guess like um, there th- she was the alpha in that relationship. She just might have led sex. They don't always equate. They're actually usually opposite. Usually women who are like super dominant in bed uh-huh. are super docile in their life. I, I don't I don't know. Is that is that based on fact or is that just kind of like uh-huh. how you feel? I don't think that that's fact. I, I do. Um, oh, did you, you said the word usually or sometimes or? Well, nothing's absolute. There's okay. ab- there's absolutely nothing in life that's okay. absolute. Got it. Um, so your experience could be different, sure. Mm-hmm. But I'm willing to have a conversation about most women who are super dominant in bed are docile in real life. And okay. vice versa. Most women who are super dominant in real life are docile in bed. Right. And especially with their partner, right? So even if she is dominant in bed, I, she was she was a man's beard knowingly for twenty plus years. Mm-hmm. So he what, was the head of the household. <laughs> like, mm, did she even work? I mean, what does that mean? Well, if you don't work, you definitely ain't paying for therapy with my money. And if I don't believe in therapy, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sure you have insurance. I'm sure they have insurance. No, but what I'm saying is, if if Dad says we don't believe in therapy, we don't go to therapy. I don't know. That's that sounds like a way to to pin it on him without no, no, taking responsibility. It could be, right? It, yeah. That could be her doing that, but again, that goes back to her having no self-awareness because it could also be she didn't think that she needed therapy. Yeah. Okay. Which again, so, no so, self-awareness. So, I guess I I'll, I'll just say what my thoughts are about that. About now seeing a lot more of Marsha as mm-hmm. an adult, 
I'm looking at it like, oh, I thought all this toxicity was coming from his relationship with of what he knew about Cal. But in fact, I believe it is a combination of Cal shit and her shit. Talk to me. Um, I think I think I think Marsha in seeing the way how she manip first of all, there's a all right, seeing the way that she manipulated this entire thing. Because she indeed manipulated this, right? And and manipulated what? Manipulated. Um, she greenlit him completely cutting Cassie off. Like she like cutting Cassie off. I'm excuse me, cutting Maddie off and and embracing Cassie. Like she green. Like she commissioned it. That's a really normal thing as a parent. I feel like saying, "Hey, I don't like th- you're dating two girls." Sharing which one you like is, and then being excited that you're with the one that I like. I don't, I don't feel like that's, that's yeah, not weird. Yeah, I'm. I think it. I think it is weird. Um, I think it is weird. I think it's weird. Okay, having so, an opinion on your kid's dating life. I think it's weird to be that comfortable with and that okay with your kid's sex life and alcohol consumption. Right there. Those are separate things, right? Like to some degree, I think, I think it all kind of comes into what, like part of the problem is that like, like, yo, you have no boundaries with your kid. You don't, you you don't really have any, there is no like, um, your son can do no wrong type shit. Like listen to the way that he was like, she was almost encouraging that he choked her. You know what I'm saying? He was like, oh, that, like she was mocking Maddie after mm-hmm. she made the thing about the choking. Yeah. Like, no, I get it. I don't know, whatever. Don't choke me. Like, she knows her son is a psychopath. And she but is. But we knew that, yeah. She's green lighting his. But I don't know that. So I guess the only part I'm having trouble with, because you're right, there there don't seem to be any boundaries. Yeah. Um, And that can be extremely dangerous in a parent child relationship. Yeah. I think the whole green lighting the is what's where it's throwing me off because it sounds like you're saying she told him to go but even she, she what i'm hearing you say and this could be my own experience of speaking through it so let me just is that her behavior gave him comfort to go do what he did to maddie i think i think that that conversation doesn't stop him from yeah i think without that conversation Without the mother holding him accountable, I don't know if we get the gun to the head scene, right? Like, okay, and I'm not putting this all on his mom. Like, Cal. I don't think she knew he would. I think that she saw her kid get mad and choke somebody, right? right? I don't think that she knew he was abusive. Whoa. Whoa, what you just said is, is, is a mouthful. Believe it or not, there's a difference. Okay, well, so... You remember the, the one of the last school shootings that happened in Colorado? Mm-hmm. And well, then, which which one? Right, but the, the one where they finally cracked down on the parents because they saw that there was a string of text messages. Yep, yep, yep. This is that. This is that. See, because no, because not. here's 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 what this show does a really good job of doing. It shows you. It gives you a good representation of the other side. See, Cassie's mom was holding Cassie accountable. You're fucked up. What you're doing is fucked up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fine. You can be mad. You can scream. You can be emotional. I'm taking the knives out. What you what you did is fucked up and you can act like it's all good. But what you did is fucked up. 
as opposed and, and both of them have the same traits. They have kind of no boundaries with their kids. They're a little too cool, letting their kid you're drinking around their kid, all this other shit. Mm-hmm. Right. They're very loose with their parenting. But then you have um then you have um Nate's situation where the mom is almost encouraging his fucked up behavior. I think I'm just caught up on your verbiage because your premise I don't disagree with, but okay. I think it's with the green lighting thing. That and then comparing it that to the school shooting thing is throwing me off. Because because but the school shooters knew who's going to shoot up the school. That's the difference. I think the only thing I'm pointing out here is, um, she knew that he choked Maddie, and there's a difference between being angry and doing some wild ass inexcusable shit. Mm-hmm. That she did make light of. Absolutely. I'm not. I, I get where you're going there. Um, and maybe that's where the green light for you is coming from. And there's a difference between that and knowing that your child is actually, by for all accounts, an abuser. But she, so I can almost follow you if she wasn't making the, if she wasn't connecting the dots herself. She said there in that conversation, she was like, Cause you're in a, just don't take your anger out on me. What do you mean? I'm not angry. Well, yeah, you are. Well, no, I'm not. I was very angry at dad. That was a specific thing. Okay. Whatever. That's where we're getting cognitive dissonance from. Yes. That's cognitive dissonance. But but, again, if we're agreeing as cognitive dissonance, I, again, I'm not your premise. Yeah. I agree with you completely. Okay. It, it's just the words I'm getting caught up on. So, yeah, so I, we'll just get I'm, past I'm them. bad yeah. with the verbiage. Yeah, it's just I, I it's just the analogy was fucking me up. But yeah, okay. your premise I agree with, absolutely. Yeah, but but I, I still stand on the school shooter thing. Like, she knows her son is abusive. You said that, like, you know your son is abusive. Or else why would you make the angry comment? Being angry, being... I don't... I don't. <sighs> That's like saying, like, I don't know a tree comes from a seed. Cognitive. You're right. But again, I think that there is cognitive dissonance. And I think that's where it comes into play because it sounds crazy coming from me specifically, but I guess, you know, psychology and therapy will do that to you. Um, <laughs> he, her knowing that he's angry, mm-hmm. that he has an anger issue. Mm-hmm. And that's what she was dancing around. Like, you got an anger problem, my boy. Yeah. Um, and knowing that he got angry because, but again, someone was verbally attacked his mother and he responded over the top because he's an angry person. Mm -hmm. The cognitive dissonance in her makes her feel like that was just his anger problem at display and not him being abusive. Mm -hmm. The cognitive dissonance thinks this is my son and some of the shit I put him through made him angry. He got dark and I don't know why he's just unhappy and mad at his dad because his dad was shitty. Mm -hmm. Um, I guess I'm I'm giving space for, like how you said earlier, someone close to you, you found out they were abusive. Mm-hmm. You would have to rethink a lot. Mm-hmm. It's like that. It's like, even if she sees these things in her kid, like her mind doesn't go to he's abusive. It goes to, you mad as hell, Tom, what's going on? And then one time I saw you get really mad because someone was mean to your mom. Yeah. If you mean about, if you call my mother the C word, I mm-hmm. might choke you. Right? Like, that's angry or not. So, on, on top of that, you being angry, again, again, I'm yeah. not, ex- you know, but it's just like, on top of her having her own shit. Yeah. And the cognitive distance is there, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Like, 
I agree that she's probably downplaying his anger problem. I agree that she did not hold him accountable at all. Mm-hmm. I can, I didn't recognize, but you pointed out the difference between Suze and her is purposeful and very apparent. Mm-hmm. It's just her knowing that he was an abuser. I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm willing to follow you there because I mean they didn't make it quite clear cut and obvious, but she yeah, like she, you never hear him in front of his parents talking crazy to nobody. I mean, he talk he's talking crazy to his mom. They white though. I feel like so because all these kids be talking wild. Rue got to be high to do it, this right? Is, right. <laughs> you see the the girl with the black mama got to be <laughs> on gotta drugs. Be high to do it, right. You see what I'm saying? Everybody yeah. else is like on pure air, be talking crazy to their mamas. Nah, that's real. And like Fezco said on the internet, his mama would have slapped the orange off him. Yeah. And I'm going to go back with you. I feel like Fezco might, I feel like Angus Cloud might be Fez. I, I might have to, because Baby posted an Instagram video. And I was like, oh, wow, maybe Treasy knew something because this is crazy. I'm just saying, man. <laughs> this is crazy. <laughs> there's, a, there's a difference. I don't know if there is one, right? Like maybe you might be. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not going to concede on my point, yeah. but I'm going to say I get where yours comes from. Yeah. No, I mean it's it's a thing. It's After a thing. that video, I'm like, this is what Treasy meant. Yeah. Okay. yeah this is you know. You know what video I'm talking about? No, 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 I don't actually. What happened? He posted a video of himself, um, basically acknowledging that people were calling out that he acts just like Fez. Oh, really? Yeah, but he was acting. Like Fez. But slower. (laughs) I was like, oh, this is what Treacy saw. Because my boy seemed like he's fresh out of brain surgery. Yeah. I mean, clearly something has happened to his head. Yeah. You know? I mean, I think think they made a good use of a young man who otherwise wouldn't have ever made it. Probably would have never made it into the movie business. I think, I'm not willing to concede on my point yet, yeah. but there there is a tally on on your side <laughs> yeah. of the score sheet right now. The telltale sign is seeing him in another property where he has to play. Now I'm something. interested in that. Now now that's I'm, when, that's yeah. when it ha- that's I'm when not willing out. to call him a bad actor still. Yeah, but I can see your point there. Yeah. After that video, I'm like, oh, right. Well, all right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. yeah. But he's he has an endearing quality, so it works. Yeah. You know, but everyone's like mama crazy here. So I don't know about you know him talking to his mother being a point. Everybody on this show, it it seems to be normal to drink alcohol with children and have them cuss you out. I was I was confused. Yo, everybody is drinking with these kids except the black mom. That's a fact. And again, you see, Rue had to be on heroin to talk to her (laughs) her mama crazy. That's you see what I'm saying. That's a fact. Yeah, man. It's um, (laughs) I I think there I think there's just. There's, um, I'm glad that those kids in Colorado's parents got held accountable. Yeah. Because to me, that's, but that's that was what blatant also. It, it was, but to see, to me, this is too. Like, to me, this you is. You say that like, as a viewer, though. You're saying that because you see everything. Yeah. Because you see him being abusive and you see the other conversations. All she sees right. in her drunken stupor right. <laughs> is he's angry at home. She doesn't see him. Being mean to women outside of him being angry, a girl called his mama cunt. You know what I mean, like right. But see, I, I so. look at I look at the drinking as a device not to see things as well. Probably, but that's not specific to her son. That's just life. Yeah, but the, the, I I get what you're saying. Yeah. I, like I I don't, I don't want to come. I don't want to bring the hammer down hard on Marsha. But what I do want to say is like Marsha is part of this problem. Absolutely, she's part of Cal's problem. Cal or yes. Nate? 
She's part of all of them. She's part of all their How problems. How Cal's problem? By enabling? Uh, um, no, I, I think, I again, I, I, th- I don't think she's as docile or subservient as you, you're painting it out to be. I don't know that she's like a punk. But I'm just, yeah. how was she part of Cal's problem? Um, I, This is all hypothesis because they don't show us a lot of their backstory. Uh, but what they do show us is that she clearly knew that him and the homie were having a thing. Mm-hmm. And she was pregnant when she realized it. Um. Okay. Yeah, we, we can skip over this convo. We can skip over this convo. Because it, because... I'm gonna end up saying some things that is gonna make me sound very insensitive, and I don't want to do that. I don't, not to you, but just to like in general. You know what I'm saying? Like, she made a decision. Mm-hmm. It was a competitive decision. Okay. What did she say about Maddie? I'll keep the baby. To, she'll keep the baby despite, despite you. you. But why is that part of Cal's problem? Because also Cal made a decision. You're right. Yeah. You're right. She made a decision. Cal- I like this dude, and he seemed to like. May the best hole win, my hole or that boy's hole. Which hole you like more? Right. This hole got pregnant. Right. So I've decided I would like to stay with you, my boy. Yeah. I know you thought you was happy over there, but over here, we're going to be happy too. It was on Cal to leave if he wasn't happy and he did not. I get what you're saying. So, what's it, so what decision did Cal make? To stay. Why? I don't do that. There's a baby involved, so you stay. I don't. I don't ascribe to that. That's crazy. Yeah, no, you can still leave. He, but he made a re, he made somewhat of a responsible decision. You can still leave. You could be a good okay. dad and not live here. Okay, like that's that, not. I mean, that's that, not a thing. That, that's real. That's not a thing. No, I don't. That's it not is. A thing. It is a thing for some people. It's not a thing for you. It's a it's, thing for some people. But it's also depending on how they were brought up and what they see and what they're comfortable with. Dog, it's a thing for but some. But you people. can't blame her for that then, because the, the same way you're saying she made a choice, so did he. Yeah. So that's nothing to do with her. That's not, she is not part of Cal's problem then. She made a dumb decision, but she is, she made a dumb decision for herself. I don't think the competitiveness stops there is what I'm trying to say. I don't, I don't think, I don't think once you, that's what I'm saying. I want to skip this conversation. I really want to skip this conversation because it's just going to, it's just going to make me sound very insensitive. And I, and that's, it's, it, it's truly, I don't, I don't, please let's skip this conversation six. I'm, I'm begging you. Let's go, let's go to a different one. Can you know, we talk about the Jolly Rancher? You know I, how many times you've done this to me? I'm kind of just to spite you. I want to keep having it. Oh, okay. well, let's keep let's keep doing it. Let's no. do it. No, let's keep doing it. No. Let's keep go. Let's go. Let's no. go. Okay. Let's, let's bring it up. What's up? You tell me. I don't think the competitive competitiveness and what I want stops there. I think it goes into I want a house like this. I want financial security like this. I want this like this. I want I want my sex like this. I want this like this. I think I think it continues to go there. And when when somebody is like, you know, there's okay if she's the alpha, then you, I mean you got to wear that. You're the alpha. Fine. You, you were dealing with a beta person that couldn't make their own decisions, or whatever. You could bully them into making their decisions. You know, the decision that he made was based on responsibility. That's what it looked like to me. It, it, you know, he he had sexual he had to suppress his sexuality because of the culture that we're living in. And then was that responsibility or fear? That was absolutely fear. That was, so it uh, wasn't fr- responsibility fr- fr- from a. So it wasn't responsibility. Keep going. No, no. I, I don't think I don't think he stayed with her because he wanted to suppress his sexuality. I think he stayed with her because she got pregnant. OK. Period. 
Okay. Yeah. And, and I think she made a choice about that. Okay. She made a choice about that. Like, I'm, I'm going to take this nigga from his. Nigga. Yeah. Okay. She was competitive about it. Okay. So she got the prize. But the rest of it, you're admitting you just made up, right? No, I'm not. Where'd you hear that, Nate? You just called me Nate? Yeah, then he he said the same thing. That's literally what you just said. No, no, no that's said, not what I said. I said the rest of it. You're admitting that you made up what the house, I, the salary, and shit. We didn't. We don't oh, know yeah, any yeah, of that. Yeah, yeah. So because that's mean, what you seem I'm to be hypothesizing like, for sure. So that I, if I'm it's that your hypothesis, sure. For sure but yeah. I just I don't know that the facts of what we have. Well, that's what is not her doing anything to Cal. Okay. Well, is all I want to call out. That's. I mean, that's fine. They gave us. I pointed out that we had limited backstory. Yeah. So yeah. So I mean, but they showed us enough to know that she was, she was competitive. Okay. So I think you could just take that paintbrush. Just like they showed us enough to know that like, fucking Nate is a psychopath. So I'm sure. No, Nate proves uh, he's a psychopath. Right. But, but we don't. But we're not painting anything with Nate. No. Nate, but, no. We no. Got no. A snapshot. No. 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 It's it's the same. What what was painted was that. She's competitive. What is painted that he's a psychopath. They didn't show us a scene of him killing a a, a frog, but I wouldn't be shocked if it happened. Okay. That's all. I'm, all I'm saying is, that, <laughs> I get it. Crazy. I'm reaching. I'm reaching. Crazy. That's fine. That's, that's fine. Not, that's not. That's not fair. That's fine. Somebody. Somebody out there feels me, that's but that's not, cool. That's not even fair to compare to. Because we literally watched Nate slam his head in the ground when he was arguing with no, his daddy. Nate is a fucking psychopath. Right, but we have like tangible, like quantifiable evidence <laughs> You're to right. say that about Nate. You're right. All we saw was her getting a good nut one time and teaching baby how to eat pussy. Right. And you've decided that she's like a succubus. Like, I don't know. Like, I mean, I, I guess that's all I needed to see. I know the type. We're projecting. <laughs> Okay, maybe it's that too. Okay, okay. <laughs> okay. I mean, All right, lot, cool. you know, a lot of murders get solved off projection and hunches. You know this, right? Like some wrong, <laughs> some wrong, but okay. a lot of niggas in jail because a white person projected too. Is what thought out there. Because <laughs> I was like, wow, he feels really strongly, yeah. and she ain't. I don't remember. I, I missed a lot of season one, so maybe I don't. But no, oh, you're just okay. Got it. All right, cool. <laughs> I mean, but I think she is showing us enough to 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 show that there is an air of manipulation to her. There, there she. Uh, there's I, manipulation. There's oh, let me. T- there, there's a lot going. on Are we on willing with her. to agree that all manipulation isn't bad? <sighs> yeah, I'm. I'm sure. I'm sure. I, I believe that all manip. Yeah, I believe okay. that. But again, it's back to that. Because even in the conversation with Nate, was she manipulating it? Uh, it's when the points when he got mad. I want to be very clear about which parts. Uh, like when she was calling out that he's don't take your anger out on me, mm-hmm. and then using manipulation diffuse the conversation. Right. That's why I think that sometimes. Uh, manipulation has a meaning and it's not always a negative connotation. Sometimes manipulation is diffusion. Sometimes it's keeping you safe. Sometimes it's just, I want to egg you onto this. Not bad thing to egg you into, but mm-hmm. um, yeah. So do I think she's manipulative in that way? I think that she's learned to, to live in the world that has been created by whom it, we won't have to get back into, mm-hmm. but by whatever means the world, her universe being created, she's learned to maneuver in it. And so, some people you, you really just got to kind of, let me let me let you know what you need in a way that you don't realize is me letting you know. Yeah. Um, but I think with Nate, that was diffusion. That was, hey, you're mighty angry all the time, and now you're getting angry. My bad, boo. Yeah. Let's have let's just eat these meatballs, have a good time. Like you know, no beef. 
Correct. Um, but yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you, you know what's crazy? What's a good juxtaposition to like what I'm saying is like looking at the cat in, in Ethan's situation. I'm here to admit that cat is not a good... I'm, I'm, yeah. Cat has put herself more on the bad decision-making spectrum of things for me. Yeah. That was ugly. Not even just a blatant, flat-out lie. It was just ugly. Mm-hmm. That that was gaslighting mm-hmm. at its finest. That was ugly. And poor Ethan. Not well, not poor Ethan. My nigga Ethan did what he needed to do. He was like, "Hey, slim, for real, mm-hmm. like a brain." And but why would you pick a brain disorder though? You gotta have a brain disorder <laughs> to, to pick tell somebody. That's what she said. Because <laughs> like, she said it's terminal. Yeah, I might have to leave school, but cat. That's not what's gonna happen. She told him herself. You said, "What kind of uh, what?" She say, "What kind of a monster do you think I'd have to be to lie about a brain like, disorder?" And he's like, <laughs> "You sure you want to go down that bitch, path?" Like, hello. You just you, we find it out, ain't we? A question. Like, she was Bubba Chuck. The question and the answer in the same like, in the same statement. Go to hell. <laughs> Shout out to Bubba Chuck. But I and watching it, I was like. I got it besides the the brain disorder terminally ill stuff, right? Like, mm-hmm. because Kat doesn't have a quote unquote reason to break up with Ethan. So I'm sure that it's difficult. Right. I mean, not want to be with somebody is a reason, but nothing happened. It's just she don't want to be there no more. Right. Um, and I'm not going to say I never lied to a partner, mm. right? Like, be it to leave, be it for attention, be it for plethora of reasons, right? Like, I've, I've done dumbass shit like that. Mm-hmm. Especially at 17, 18 years old when I was far stupider than the stupidity I have now. Mm-hmm. But what fucked me up was it's being about a brain disorder. Yeah. Like you lie, like that brain was a, disorder, shorty. She was having, she was big lying. And then tried to flip it. Like you tried to, like you didn't try to flip, oh, I saw you checking out other girls because I'm fat, right? That would have been a great angle to play. We could have got away with that one. Right. She could so We could have played the weight into it. But see, he would have, he would have, no, 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 no. See, I get. But you can gas like that with more sense, right? Yeah, yeah, you That's can. easy to, no, of course you're going to say that because I'm easy, right? You could have played that one out. Right. You went straight to terminally ill, rare brain disorder. Yeah, she wild. And tried to flip it when he was like, but what? Right. That's the part. I was like, damn, girl. Yeah. I'm not advocating for you to lie, but if you must, keep it, keep it believable. Yeah. Even if it's outrageous, you got to make it so it's not like something people can like easily dispute. Because mm-hmm. when I see you in six months and you fine, it's not terminal. Like, yeah, she's a big lie, big liar. You know, um, and, and Ethan made a choice. That's his name, right, Ethan? Yeah, I'm proud of him. He he made a choice, and the choice that he made was, I'm gonna let you have it. I'm gonna let you have it, bro. Like, if you clearly don't want to be with me. I'm gonna let you. That's have all it. the reason I need. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. I, I have enough self respect to walk away. Yeah, you know, and I think I think sometimes you know that's what's missing in certain situations. You know that, um, you can be patient, like you can you can be aggressive and get what you want, or you can be patient and get what wants you. And and to me that that was like kind of the that's somewhat the wisdom that I take from how Ethan handled this. Mm-hmm. She doesn't want me, bro. Don't matter what, yeah. It doesn't matter her explanation anymore. Right. Yeah. I'm gonna be patient and get what wants me. That yeah. there's a lot of maturity that comes with that because most people are just gonna go for what they want. 
You yeah. know what I'm saying? Not understanding that like, okay, like I can't, the part of her that's making her do this, I can't fix that. <laughs> and again, I find myself being judged a lot by this show. Mm-hmm. I've been cat before. Right. Again, I didn't lie about having a fucking brain disorder. Right. But, and then got mad at a nigga for having good sense. Yeah. For being like, bitch, you wildin'. Right. Go wild out by yourself. Yeah. I've been there. Again, not with a fucking brain disorder. But right. it, you be looking at little kids like, oh, you just a little kid. But I'm good on my man Ethan. I want him to get with somebody fire now. I want him to date Maddie. I ain't gonna hold you, but but Cat's not evil. Cat huh. and Maddie are evil. Well, I hope they're not evil to each other. I mean, you you never know. She might have just got hit. I mean, it could happen, and then Maddie turns right into Cassie. It could happen. I can see that happening in this show. Yeah, especially after the wisdom that she just got from the rich lady. Yeah, you know, which is like I found somebody who basically. I didn't. Who I never saw me. Yeah. Who saw me, right? And and dealt with me as such accordingly. So I'm 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 not above that. I think I think Ethan could definitely come through and sweep Maddie off her feet, especially in the vulnerable situation she's in. Right amount of attention at just the wrong time. And and think about it. He was sitting there listening to that whole conversation uh, of of what was happening. Mm. So when he sees Maddie, I'm I'm very sorry. I heard what happened. I heard Are what you happened. Okay? Are you yeah. okay? That's how it starts. That's how it Shoulder starts. Shoulder to cry, almost a dick to suck on, baby. I ain't gonna hold you. Yeah, yeah. And then now, now at that point, everybody has to eat what they stood so tall on, right? Like, you know. Now at that point, cat, you got a brain disorder, Slim. So I thought you was finna die. Right. You gotta now. You gotta eat. You gotta eat that. Yeah, I thought you was gonna die. <laughs> you so eat that spaghetti you cook. Yeah. Like, <laughs> um, no, but good on my boy Ethan. Yeah. But cat, that was just to watch all of the ways that she tried to fuck with his brain mm-hmm. after her having what. Three episodes ago, a whole spiel on mental health and all that stuff. It's like, and here you are gaslighting. Yeah. Like, it's just crazy. It's wild. But I, but in all fairness to her, I get where she, I get why she doesn't have the courage to do it. She yeah. Doesn't, she doesn't have the courage to love herself. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, and it's not a real reason. Yeah. I mean, again, not wanting someone is a reason not to be with them. Right. But there's there's nothing or no one to blame. Yeah. So she feels like something is wrong with her. Right. And like you said, she doesn't have she doesn't even love herself enough to have real conversation with herself. So how could she do it with someone else who has been loving on her and caring about her? Yeah. So. Yeah, she's broken, man. So I, I totally get it. But we're um, all but, broken. But good on we are. It, it's it's really crazy. That's how the light gets in. Oh, look at you, Bruce Leeing it up. Hitting us with some Confucius bars. I read, I read that somewhere. Uh, I almost got it tattooed on me, but I'm really glad that I didn't. Confucius said, "That's how light. That's how light get in." Uh, we're all broken. This, the quote is, "We're all broken." That's how the light gets in. That's, that's a fire quote. I'm gonna steal that like it was cheesy. Yeah, you should. Um, I can't remember where it came from, so I'll say it came from you. Nice. Yeah. I like that. Um. Yeah. I, this show makes me very happy that I never got into a relationship in high school. I was a virgin until college. Same, but I was in a relationship in high school. Yeah, I didn't have no. I actually, there were some situations where, where uh, relationships were thrown at me, and because I was scared, scared of them, I, um, I said I probably said some hurtful things to get out of, to get out of being in relationships with people because I was drop dead scared of relationships. Really? I was like, I, I kind of had like a fear of women. Really? Fear of girls for a long time. Yeah. Not like a you know, I wouldn't even classify it as a fear. I think it's like a it's a respect that calcified 
into like. Don't touch. Yes. Yeah. I got, I remember, there, man, this is, this is one of those memories I'm not proud of, but I was, I was like in kindergarten when this happened. You letting the kindergarten memory beat you up. Oh man. Listen, my mom, my mom, my mom, my mom, uh, me and her were having this conversation a couple months back. I feel like she gave me like a three hour whooping. Damn. And what I'm about to say is is very fucked up, but please keep in mind, I was in kindergarten. You were, yeah, you were five. You had no emotional intelligence. There was a there was a group there was a group of us, and this this already sounds bad. Basically, there was a group of about four of us that like kind of like stood around this girl at a tree and made her like lift up her dress in kindergarten. Now wow. I wasn't the ringleader to it. Yeah. But I was a participant in it. Yeah. And, you know, the te- we had a, a, a woman teacher. Mm-hmm. She saw what happened because it was during like physical education outside. Yeah. She saw what happened. She called all our parents. And all I remember is I got a whooping from the time my mom had to leave Langley Air Force Base to come pick me up from this school, take me home. She whooped me from the time I got in the car to, to I blacked out and, <laughs> and woke up. The next morning. Ooh, that's okay. loose. But she had to whip that sexual assault out your ass. She got it out of me. Yeah. I was, I, it, yeah. it was, she Because, yeah, that's, that's some baby rapist behavior. And we, we got to get that about you. That was no, that was no bueno. Yeah. So shout out to the, shout out to the teacher who called that out. Yeah. And, now again, I'm and, not happy your mom beat your ass that bad, but man, she had to get that little rapist out about you. She so. did. And, and I, I, I truly do pray that the young lady that that happened to, I hope it's not, that's not something she wore. Yeah. For a long time because I don't remember it being like it was it had it Y'all like didn't was playful touch her or anything. No, right? nobody yeah, touched okay. her. It was like it was playful in nature but still. on the guy side, but I don't know how don't it know felt if, on her yeah. side. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So so my mom did the uh, yeah, definitely abuse, but my mom did the fucking right thing. She had to be a sex yeah. So listen, if you got a baby Manson in your house, you might have to have an exorcism. That's what I'm saying. You got you gotta beat it out of them. Yeah. And and but yeah, but because of that, I was I was deathly afraid. Uh, to have a relationship because really yeah well because i because because well, in the conversations are you're supposed different. to respect women you're supposed to yeah here's what my mom could have did different you know what i'm saying she just could have like on top of beat me because she definitely i deserved a beating she could have doubled back and just kind of told me what was wrong about that because at that point i didn't know what was wrong i didn't yeah. you know we did it out in the open it's not like we hid somewhere and did it yeah. you know i didn't know it was wrong um so you know in retrospect she probably could have had a conversation to explain why she whooped my ass for three hours. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? But she didn't. It's cool. Uh, I learned it. And and yeah, and I didn't have a relationship or sexual activity until college. Wow. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry to spill on you. I know this is not therapy, but. No, no. I, I, well, I think my reason for not having sex was different. Like my, I think I've said this here before. Mm-hmm. My parents are very honest about you are really emotional mm-hmm. and sex brings out more emotions. Mm-hmm. So you shouldn't do it. Mm. I believed them because they were right. Yeah. <laughs> the person I had sex with, I wanted to murder. Wow. Um, no, I was in love and, you know, he was, that's also the guy who was with my ass, but. Oh, I'm sorry. I was 19. Yeah. It, I'm, I'm okay now, but thank you. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's why I waited because my parents were like, hey, you're already pretty weepy enough. Right. Please don't have sex. You're going to get really attached. It's going to become a thing. You're going to be really, you know, rooted up in this person. You got stuff to do. Just don't do it. Mm-hmm. It's not for you yet. Just wait until like it's a typical thing. You guys love each other. You're going to be together for a long time. But um, we're telling you now. We know you. Mm-hmm. You know you. Everything makes you cry. Everything makes you attached. 
you look at puppies at the shelter and fall apart. Mm-hmm. Please don't ever. <laughs> right. Right. And I believed them. Yeah. <laughs> so. Right. Okay. Well, good. Now, good on you for listening yeah. and good on them for, for having that conversation with yeah. you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's important, man. I think, you know, parents, we got, there's wisdom that we have as parents. And good we, on them for knowing what will work. Because I'm telling me, oh, boy, you're dumb, nothing like that would not have worked. But them saying, hey. Yeah. Your emotions are going to get fucked up. Yeah. Don't do it. Yeah. That's, that's dope, man. Shout out to shout out to parents that have the conversations, man. Um, because they stop fucking psychopaths like Nate from existing. Whew. Um but I I do want to go back to that Jolly Rancher. I didn't understand what that was. If I am tracking correctly, um, and that was triggering for me. I've talked about it a lot openly here. Mm-hmm. I've had a it wasn't my mom, my dad, or my siblings, but it was someone close to me mm-hmm. um, who lived with me at one point who was an addict. Got it. Um, motor skills were not a thing during withdrawal. Ah, okay. Um, so being able to do those fine motor skills, even some gross motor skills, mm-hmm. is a sign that you're getting through detox. Mm, okay. So. Well, I, I knew it was significant because- She gr- couldn't open it, it. Yeah. It wasn't like- she could not get her hands to open it okay. is what they were showing. See, I, when they initially showed it, I thought it was like a, a discipline thing where it's like, you know. You can't have a Jolly Rancher. Yeah. Mm-mm. No, yeah. It, she can't open it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Okay. Like they get the shakes and yeah. their brains are reconnecting where they need to go. So, yeah. Got it. Okay. And her being frustrated and just kind of like, because sugar helps. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I can't, I know this is going to help me. But I can't get to it. This is hard. For for me, what I took from it, especially because she opened it after speaking with Ali, was the thing that's going to help me is really hard to get to when I'm frustrated. Mm-hmm. Right? And then we see her have a really hard conversation with Ali. And it's what she needed mm-hmm. to feel okay about what happened. And then she got the Jolly Rancher to help her with the detoxing withdrawal. Mm-hmm. Is what I kind of took from them being parallels. Okay. Got it. Got it. Well. The best actress that ever lived, she did a good job of, of portraying that. I cried the entire 10 minutes of that. Man, let me, listen, I'm going to tell you what brought my heart so much joy, man. Ali, man. Him Ali. forgiving her like that? Like, him mm-hmm. making her say it, because he could have answered, he knew why she was calling. Right. But it was, what do you want, Rue? Right. Yeah. Yeah, he did a lot of, he did a lot of really cool, that part, yes, because I know what that's about. But, man... The dinner scene to me was him affirming a, Gia that way. Oh my yeah. god, she needed bro. that. It, she it's her turn to that. be loved on. Like Man. he told their mama, she's been waiting on you to love on her. You Man. let Rue be Rue. You love on that little one. Duh, yeah. And that probably felt so, like, reaffirming to her. He mm-hmm. was like, "You can be mad at her." Yeah. Like she never heard that, and again, they're—I'm here to give grace to their mother. <laughs> um, you was dogging her last yeah, episode, yeah. But again, I'm projecting, yeah. oh, <laughs> so okay, got it. I'm here to give grace to their mother because listening back, you were right. Mm-hmm. This ain't her fifth, sixth kid with she know the fuck she doing either, right? Um, so she wasn't doing a bad thing by telling Gia, "No, we got to be there for her." As a mom, you don't you don't know, like you just want to, but also you still have another daughter that needs to be okay. Yeah. And he's like, no, why can't she be mad? Yeah. Rue let her down. Right. Rue was not allowed. You're not allowed to do that. So when you do do it to someone, your addiction doesn't get to be a reason you get to be shitty. Yeah. So I, Gia needed that. 
She did, man. And I think I think she didn't even know she needed that mm-hmm. until Ali, you know, just, that's just the brilliance of having, you know, to me, what Ali represents, man, is is experience, mm-hmm. you know, experience. I think people people that have actual experience, I think, are a little bit more, um, and this is just a hypothesis. This is not scientifically proven, right? I think people that have the actual experience have a little bit of a different margin for, I mean, they, their wisdom of the situation is a lot different. Yeah. So they know how to, you know, they, uh, they know how to inform all the moving parts different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this He only knows this because he fucked up his own family. Right. You know what and I'm saying? And having to understand, they're allowed to be mad at me. Yeah. They're allowed to do these things. I have to take responsibility. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, that's this is these are things that a textbook just can't, teach you all the way you that's know? the importance of a sponsor and, and i think that's that's the hard part about recovery because yeah. a lot of people end up uh relapsing because of the emotions they now have to deal with mm-hmm. and the fallout of the things they did while they were using mm-hmm. will lead you back to wanting to use mm. so that's the importance of a sponsor like no no this is normal we yeah. don't get through it let's have these conversations like yeah so and, and and to me, and this that's this also, it's a cautionary tale as a parent too to make sure that I'm sharing my experiences as transparently and as truthfully as I can with my daughter, up to her level of understanding, of course, mm-hmm. right? You know, because you know there's certain things that are just above. Like I would never like sit her down in front of Euphoria right now at nine years old Child. to try to get understand life. Like yeah. you don't even understand sex. There's a lot of things you don't understand that'll that'll. Con- That'll, it's crazy. Nine-year-olds could now. You kind of got to temp check your kids because the internet exists. Right. Yeah. Yeah. My daughter doesn't. Yeah. She did. She, I mean. No, I'm not saying you. I know that you and Cece, like you, you, sorry. Yeah. No, you, yeah, you're good. You temp check her a lot. Like you guys have really good conversations. Yeah. So. Yeah. But, but you're absolutely right. You know what I'm saying? And, um, and, and you know what I find? And I don't know. It's not proven. My daughter's only nine. She's not 18. This could all go bad as a social experiment. <laughs> but what I've learned is that in a weird way, giving access and allowing them to build their own fences is more is more effective than building the fence for them. I believe that. Because if you build it for me, I want to know why you built it. If I build yes. my own, I made a decision on. This is where my boundary is, I think. Yes. It's important to be a part of your children's foundation, not their building. Yes. And, and and maybe it's the personality type of my daughter that it works. Maybe this doesn't work for all kids. I don't know. But, you know, my daughter's a very, um, she's just a hands-on. My daughter fired me from doing her YouTube videos I that, yeah. because I was taking too long. Yeah, she thinks, you know what, actually. And she started doing them herself. I'll just learn how. Just move. Just move. My, my daughter is a, is a, <laughs> she's a genius, she's first a, of all. She's a hands-on person. She can code. Yeah. She is nine and she can code she and not like cute little Google kids coding. No, she can code. She knows a little something. No, no, you're downplaying. <laughs> Your daughter built a virtual machine inside of her computer. I have developers who I talk through every day at work on how to make our VMs work. And your daughter built one by watching YouTube videos. Yeah, you're not wrong. Like <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> you know, but but she's she's naturally curious. And she's naturally going to look for the answer. Mm-hmm. So for me, I find that letting her build her own fence to some degree, you know, you yeah. still, she still needs some instruction. Mm-hmm. It seems to be the most effective. Again, this is a social experiment that can go all the way wrong. 
But I think parenting in general is a social experiment that has a <laughs> probability of going wrong. That but go wrong. Yeah. I think the me that I am right now agrees with you. Like I mm-hmm. again, I have no children and this how I feel right now. Mm. Um I think it's and just being informed from my childhood and some of the things that may have gone wrong or right. It's important to me, like I said, to teach my children how to think. I think I want to be a part of creating my children's values and their ethics and their code mm-hmm. more than creating, like you said, their fences. Yeah. Because if I instill what I believe are good values and ethics and we have those kind of conversations, I can trust that you are building those fences yeah. in ways that align with things that keep you safe, right? Yeah. So. I don't care what your house looks like, but let's talk about how deep this foundation is supposed to go. That I want to be a part of. The rest of it, as long as you don't tell me you're a Washington Commanders fan <laughs> or a rapist, the, the rest of it, honey, is up to you. Right. Like, you know, whatever whatever floats your fucking boat, dog. Just yeah. don't come in here in burgundy and gold. Yeah. Don't tell me you touched somebody inappropriately. Uh, the rest of it, have at it. You killed somebody. Let's talk about why. Okay. This could have been a thing. Right. Right, but, right, right, right. I get you. But yeah, I think that's that's real. Like children look for those own things to do for themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Um who else is there? Oh yeah, but I I, I love Ali breaking the ice with like calling out rude shit, the diarrhea, all of the, you know. Nasty bitch, get back there. Yeah, you a health hazard. And then the mama too, like you was wiping her ass now. Don't be in my kitchen, you know. But I think also that plays back into someone needs to do one-on-one with Gia. Yeah. Let me check in. That was, I need to make sure that little one's okay. Yeah. How is Rue actually acting in here? Yeah. Because how you you behave and what you tell me, Mm -hmm. go tell me how she really here carrying on. Right. Because her mama going to dress it up. Right, but you, right, right, right. if you real fucked up, I'ma know it's real fucked up in here. Yeah, yeah, good point, good point. And and I like the, I like where it seems. I I love where it seems like Rue is right now. Yeah, you know, it seems like there's a there's a, a good space for recovery. I think the last scene was completely heartbreaking. It, oh my god. Yeah. The, the, shout out to the. I, and I told the girl that we we would we would mention this and uh, give her her just due. There was somebody on Twitter, you know, I was scanning the the hashtag for Euphoria and I saw this, this girl, she goes by Peanut Head. Um, uh, maybe she doesn't want me saying her, her at handle or whatever. But um, she said, she made a post that said, the system is so broken for those who are fortunate enough or for those who aren't fortunate enough to afford the fancy rehabs and government ref- and the governments refuse to fund drug prevention slash rehabilitation programs to help people. You know, and I I so didn't, what's crazy is I watched that scene and didn't take any political context out of it. Really? Yeah, I just. First I, thing I thought was, of course, the black kid can't get into rehab. See, that's crazy. My privilege must be shown because I definitely didn't even go there. Um, but when I read that, I was like, holy fuck, how did I miss that? Yeah. You know, like, you know, I all I kept thinking was like, fuck, you know, they don't know Rue. Like she said, you don't know Rue. Like. She's Dennis the Menace. Especially especially seeing how close she, with Addict, you have a small window. Mm -hmm. You have to, when they say, no, I'm ready. When they get in the space like Rue is, you have to catch them then. There is no time to wait because it's hard. Yeah, It's hard. So she's going to start feeling ways about herself Mm -hmm. that she's going to need a therapist around to talk her through. She's going to go through cycles of withdrawal. Mm -hmm. It's going to be rough. Gia's going to start 
I don't want to be put that on Gia. Yeah. They're going to start being conversations that are going to be hard for her. Mm. And her coping mechanism is to get high. Mm. She can't. And her mom has to go to work. You can't go to school right now, actually. Right. You you actually can't be around too many folks well, right yeah. now. It's not healthy. But I can't stay home with you. I can't. I got to go to work. I can't leave you here with your sister. That's not a real adult. That's not supervision. Such a hard choice, man. Such a hard choice, man. And if and if her mama love her like it looks like, right. she gonna stay home. Right. But then how does that feel to Rue? You know, again, that feeds back into reasons to use. Cause then it becomes a guilt for I'm a burden on my mama. Now we struggling. Yeah. Yeah, man. She needs the help. She needs the help. And and I think it's I hope somebody can pull some strings somehow. I really do. I don't know if maybe that's how Jules gets back in because her daddy seemed to be wealthy. I mm. don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It seems like her dad probably wants as much distance away from Rue as possible. Probably. At but least that's how it seemed with the only time we've seen him this season. Yeah. Um, yeah, but hopefully she can get help. I mean, it, that's a hopeless place to be. Maybe Ali knows mom. somebody, but... I don't yeah. know. That broke my heart seeing that. Yeah. And then and then, you know, right down the hallway is Gia and Rue sleeping in the bed, none the wiser. You know, like they're kind of on this road back to redemption. Gia's Gia's willing to trust her again. After. Yeah. I'll see you when you get I'll tell you when you get back. I thought that was a smooth line. Yeah. That like, really bitch, I line. hear you. You want me back. I I'ma trust you after we got some Right. You hold up your end of the bargain. Right. And then we'll talk about it. Right. But but you know, for her to be able to still offer love yeah. and support even without like, okay, I, I still have to maintain a boundary. But you're my what, sister and I love you. Yeah. I yeah. think that that's important. She said, masterfully played. Um, and even Rue acknowledging, like, because the silent part of that was I've been taking up a lot of space in this motherfucker. Mm -hmm. I want to let you know. I want to see you again. Right. I know that it's been a lot of me and I've been overshadowing you. Yeah. Are you good? Like, what's what's going on? Right. So... Um, let's, let's talk about Lexi and Fez. Fexy. I, I knew he was going to come in here and say it. Jesus fucking Christ. Fexy. Jesus Christ. Stand by me. Does that, is, is that the movie that like, if if you put that on with, with a dude, you, you, you know, that's it. That's soulmate territory. Is that how that goes? Is that what stand by me is to you? To me? No. Okay. Me either. Just. No. Godfather is that for me. But. Um. I do like, I think I've, normally with guys that I like, I, we, we watch movies of that vein. Right. But not Stand By Me itself. No. Stand By Me is my shit, though. Oh, it's an excellent movie. Yeah, yeah, What's the movie it. with a young Rosie Perez in it? Young Rosie Perez? It was a bunch of girls. Uh, it's it's very, Christina Ricci's in it. Rosie Perez? A young Rosie, no, not Rose, Rosie O'Donnell, excuse oh, me. Oh, okay, Rosie excuse O'Donnell. Yes. Oh, you're talking about Cry Baby. Is it no, Cry? No. No, 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 that was Ricky Lake. Um... It's a young, young Rosie, Rosie O'Donnell. O'Donnell. It's a young Christina Ricci. Christina Ricci. Rosie. Damn, the youngest Christina Ricci I know is fucking Adam's family. Mm-mm, younger than that. Younger than Adam's family? Yes. Holy shit, Rosie O'Donnell? Oh, my goodness. I don't know. You got me on that one. It was so good. Uh, is it in the same to... vein as Stand By Me or something? Yes. Yeah, it's like a, it, it feels like a girl's version of of okay. stand by me. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, when you when you find it, let me know because I might have to add that to my list. I'm going to. Thought I'm you were talking to. about Heather's at first. You remember that movie Heather's? 
with Winona Ryder no. and, and Christian Slater. No, it's one of those. It's one of those like cult classic '80s films, but like, um, or that might have been early. No, Heather's. That might have been early. That might have been 1990. Um, it's a cult classic. I really didn't like the film, but a lot of people like it. But, damn, you got me stumped. Rosie O'Donnell and Christina Ricci. You yes. sure? You sure it's Christina Ricci? Because now and then. There's, there's a significant age difference between them. Not Christina Applegate? Nope. It's called Now and Then. Now and Then. Okay. I don't know about this, but I need to... And yes, the age difference on purpose. Rosie O'Donnell played the adult version of one of Christina Ricci's friends. Ah, got it. Okay. Yeah. Now and Then. Oh, yeah. wow. It's a good... You should watch it. Okay. You should definitely watch now it. Now and Then. And, and have your daughter watch it. It's good. Interesting. It's good. They don't find dead bodies and shit? No. Okay. No. Then the hood version of uh, Stand By Me was Boys in the Hood. No. Yeah. Boys in the Hood was absolutely- Because that was, they found a dead body? Yeah, no, John Singleton, John Singleton said that that I, was like one of his inspirations for Boys in the Hood. They just Stand feel very different, but I guess thinking it coming, about it, coming yeah, of it's age. It's a coming of age yeah. story. Four boys. In very different places. So you, I guess, yeah. yeah. It was the Hood Stand By Me, for sure. I like, like that came out of John Singleton's mouth. Damn. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't think he said it's the hood standby, yeah, but yeah, I yeah. think it was like, it was highly, in, <clears throat> you know, highly inspired. Um, yeah, man, I, I thought that was cool. You know, of course that would, of course Lexi would be the fucking movie buff. Of course. Yeah. And of, of course, course the Fez, playwright. The drug dealer has seen Stand By Me 50, 50 times. times. Yeah. It doesn't make sense to me, but fine, whatever. It's not, st- men, the men folk like Stand By Me. Yeah. Every guy you know, I feel like I've seen Stand By Me. And I mean, they yeah, but not it. 50 times. Like, Stand By Me is not a 50-time movie. I mean, yeah, I'll give you that. But for a lot of people, it could be. Yeah, right? maybe I think is. you'd be surprised at movies I've watched over and over. But, okay. Yeah, because, yeah. I mean, for me, it's like Big Trouble Little China. You see what I'm saying? Like, who watches yeah, that a bunch? Yeah, right, right. right. <laughs> like, legitimately, that and Last Dragon. You watch that to make sure you saw it. That's it. Like, yeah, fam, I, Jack Burt, me. Like, I can quote that movie front to back. That and Last Dragon, I can quote them front to back. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. But that's that's me being an 80s kid. Um, uh, it's finally happening, though, with legs. Because with, I was like, why, are, why haven't we seen them together? Yeah. Like yeah. they started something and then just left it alone for six episodes. Like, right? How old is Fezco, by the way? Is he like twenties? I don't think twenties. I think maybe twenty. Maybe twenty. Yeah. Okay. So I don't not, think it's inappropriate. It, okay, it yeah. ain't statutory territory. No, 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 no. I think I think Lexi's probably seventeen, eighteen years old. Okay. And he's twenty. Well, Cassie's older than Lexi. And Cassie's eighteen, so so Lexi's she's sixteen, be like seventeen. 16, and he, all right, he this nigga better be nineteen at tops. He better not be twenty. Because that, that's going to add to the list of the problems he got on top of Ashtray. Oh, the, legal the, problems, the, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's going to add to the issues. But I think, again, that's only if Susie is upset about it. About it. And I don't feel like Fez is... That's always a weird place to navigate, right? Because, yes, legally you're over 18. This person's under 18. Yeah. But a 17-year-old, a 20-year-old... Right. Y'all is, can date. Is, isn't that wild? Because, because check this out. So three years age difference, right? Mm-hmm. But then if you say, like, 33 and 30. Nobody gives a fuck. No problem. It's right. it's crazy. It's, right. But age compounds that too. Like, you know, it does, right? Because phases of life compound yeah. that too, right? Because and I'd feel differently if he was in college. I would, right? It'd be like, yeah. okay, well, you're at a different place than this child in high school. Right. Or you should be. I think that's my thing about age differences too, is like the older person should be an older person. Right. 
And if they're not, something is wrong with them. The child is not more mature. Right. That That's not real. There's no such thing as a, as a girl being super mature for her age. Right. I no. The men around her are dumb yeah. or predators. So, yeah. yeah. But I don't, I don't think they're inappropriate. If yeah. only because he also seems pretty stupid. <laughs> well, that's fucked up. But I hear what you. I hear yeah. what you mean. Uh, yeah. Um. So Ashtray's got a big problem on his hands. Not for long. <laughs> <laughs> what you mean? It's a body in the trunk done. So what's it gonna be? What you mean? Not for long. Nigga lay it dead because he coming from. Because Faye. Yeah. Gonna snitch. Faye gonna sell it. Dog. Faye walked back in the house. Was like, oh, it's raining outside. <laughs> And you know what Ashtray said? The fuck this bitch got going on? Yeah, and it's cameras. Like, and Ashtray gonna go see what he missed. Because he run a tight ship. You know what I was dying to ask you? I don't know. What? Ashtray ain't wash his hands. Did you notice that? When he, after he took a piss? Ashtray is 12. Yeah, but nah. There ain't, there ain't no excuse in that. At, 12-year-old post-COVID, they know to wash their fucking hands, bro. 12-year-olds are just... Well, I'm also... I really love that there is no COVID in this show. Yeah, that's true. They're, they're, I love that. They made no reference Because I don't want to watch TV about <laughs> the pandemic I'm living in. That's a fact. We we watch TV to get away from shit. Right. So a 12-year-old boy yeah. does not wash his hand after pissing. Yeah. If he day. had pooped, we could have a different conversation. But he just went twinkle. Yeah, man. No, Ashtray need to... And he touching on his phone and all that. Right. Nah, Little boys Ashtray, are gross. Ashtray need to watch himself with that shit. Yeah. But yeah. Because um, Faye going to tell her. Faye loved him too. That's her family now. Yeah. And she gonna snitch. I don't know. I felt like she was catching like jealousy vibes between Lexi and 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 Fezco. Probably a little bit, but in like a who is this bitch kind of way. It it Yeah. I get what you're saying, but I, I'm hoping that it is just a these are like my brothers now, but I can see it being something different. Because that was my first thought too. I feel like because I, I feel like Faye kind of has like a little thing for Fez. Like I don't know if you remember like the sandwich. You remember when he when she first came yeah. to the house and he was like, "Yo, you want some of my sandwich?" And she kind of like smiled, like, "I like." I think it's just someone's being nice to her without an expectation. Yeah, but see, it's back to that little attention at the wrong time type shit. Right. That's what I'm saying. I'm hoping that it's just yeah. These are this is my family. They're taking care of me. They took me in. Like I'm, you know. I hope she snitches. Oh, she, oh, she, that is no secret in my mind. Okay. She gonna come out that shower and be like. Oh, guys, yeah, she gonna tell it. Yeah. Also, and and like I said, it's not gonna be problem for long. Ashtray is still Ashtray. Next, right. I'm not even too stressed about that. that. That boy gonna be gone and by the end of season eight. So, <laughs> right, wherever that young man is, that's still gonna be a problem now. Yeah, I mean, if he's if he's cooperating, if they're already missing, looking at him, yeah, that's that's no bueno. So I think well, something else for season three. I guess they're setting it up so season three is gonna be relevant because I was like, well, what what y'all gonna talk about season three? Because Rue can't stay an addict forever. Can yeah, she, she can't. She hopefully, can't. season three follows her through rehab or them finding resources for her, or hopefully they find a resource. I don't know, child. Yeah, I, I feel like I don't know. I feel like Zendaya doesn't do this for too much longer. I feel like they transition. I feel like she stays on as an exec and behind the scenes, but I feel like she transitions out as a character. Maybe Gia steps into that plate. Because she's getting old fast. I mean, they're getting older fast, right? Mm-hmm. Like, Zendaya's becoming, I mean, she's A-list, period. So mm-hmm. I, I would imagine that her schedule's getting booked up with all t- more Spider-Man sequels and a whole bunch of other shit. Well, baby, she also might be slowing down because her and Tom Holland just bought a home together. And Tom made it very, very clear. I'm knocking this bitch up. Yeah. As, 
and they just bought a house together. As he listen. So as as you should, as my boy. As you should, my boy. <laughs> trap her. Yeah, that's, as that's, you should, if, my boy. If there's one to trap, it is it's her. Yeah. So maybe Euphoria, all she got time for, because Tom let y'all know I'm buying a house yeah. and having a baby. So I'm I'm gonna say, yo something that. Um, Zendaya says a lot and I really believe her. I take her as a type of person that this is v- very serious to her. She keeps bringing it up. She, I think she wants to work more behind the scenes. She, yeah. talk, she talks a lot, about, a lot like, about that, about, uh, having conversations with the DP and of course with Sam, she really likes that process. And, uh, she, she talks about maybe wanting to be a DP you know? I, and again, a, a, and DP is director of photography, but. I can see her doing that. Huh, yeah. Because in all the outtakes that you see of Euphoria behind the scenes, she's taking pictures. Have, did you, you notice that? Oh, I haven't noticed that. So if you ever go to like their page or whatever, or you see like stuff that she's posting or other people posting of her mm-hmm. behind the scenes, there's a camera in her hand at all times. Nice. Or she's like putting people in position or nice. adjusting a light. Um, I like that for her because I, I think she can open up the doors for a lot of young women, a lot of young men to mm-hmm. sort of like, she can really usher in like the next generation of superstars. And not to, I mean, I guess everything is about race, but not even just to make it about a race. I think a lot of young black people, especially mm-hmm. there are certain things we just don't realize you can also do. Yeah. Like I'm sure young black people meet you and be like, wait, you make films. Mm, yes. You mean we just don't have to be in films. We can make them too. And you don't have to be, and yeah. it's not just about Tyler Perry, a DP exists. Right. Right. Like, all of these other different roles that you don't even know go into this right. are there. Yeah. But I mean, again, that goes along with Tom Holland's plan because he is not playing. <laughs> yeah. He has talked at every interview we see him talk about yeah. a baby. I want me a baby. Oh, he be saying that? Like, what? Legitimately? Oh, see, I got to hear I'm not making that, that up. Tom Holland literally, all he ever talks about is a child. Oh, my God. He got baby fever bad. Oh, no, she better. And Zendaya done been in, she done made a lot of money. Yeah. She has proven herself as a great actress. Yeah. And like you said, she wants to be behind the camera. Yeah. Like she talks about that a lot. Mm-hmm. She's bought a house. Now y'all live together. Mm-hmm. Wow. He gonna know when you ovulating and carrying on. So <laughs> carrying on. You might have you four or three and end up behind the scenes somewhere because your belly too big. So I don't know. Jeez, man. Well, listen. I I hope that for them. I, I hope it's consensual if it happens. Like I hope. I they hope he don't just no like, trap her. No, Tom. Yeah, if I, you're listening, I was joking with the trap. Don't trap. Her. I'm not trap Tom. Her. You tra- <laughs> yeah. you you wrap your legs around y'all, her. Y'all have an intelligent conversation about it. Nah. To make sure that nobody's resentful and pisses on a rug. No. What's intelligent. <laughs> Is you wrapping your legs around Zendaya real time and saying oops afterwards? Yo, and then, that, yo, you sick if you wrapping your legs around Zendaya. Baby, yeah, I'm wrapping my legs around Zendaya. What do you mean? That's like, sick. Please. That's sick. Tom, Amazon style. You trap her. Child. All right. I think what the last thing to, to really uncover here is. Faye, oh, someone pointed out Faye knows Lori. So, oh. Oh, yeah. Well, that's where no. she got picked up from. Right. So I had a, um, I almost forgot it. I'm so glad. I, I know what you're about to say. I had an epiphany. Okay. And I posted about it on an Instagram story. Mm-hmm. But does Elliot know Lori? Stay with me. Just stay with me. Okay. I'm going to let you have it. Just stay with me. Okay. It could be a shot in the motherfucking dark. I know okay. it could be. Okay. I have my tinfoil hat on. My red string is out on the corkboard. I okay. know. Elliot looked ruined her face and said that dumbass plan <laughs> that she told him was brilliant. And right. he can't understand why everybody just wouldn't go with it. Mm-hmm. Elliot don't seem that stupid. Mm-hmm. Right? 
but cool. We just thought maybe he was high and being supportive as well. That's okay. Stand alone. <laughs> no, no, Yo, six like is that. so serious. Yeah. I am. You gotta, I'm going to let you have it, though. I read that tweet and was like, oh, shit. And like started going back and looking at scenes and stuff. I was like, wait a minute. Uh-huh. So Elliot also ain't got no parents. Okay. That lady is that lady. I don't know who that is. I think but that was his cousin. He ain't got no supervision. Okay. How are y'all taking care of, taking care of life around here? What's going on? Mm-hmm. You got a little bit of money from selling songs. I don't know that you got enough to feed both you and Rue Habit. Okay. Right? Especially because you seem pretty recreational. Like, you don't keep a bunch of drugs on you. Mm-hmm. That's there, where you get these these drugs from. Back in the boat with Rue. These are some of the luckiest fucking kids in the world. Just <laughs> random drugs dropping in their lap. Right. Right? He is wildly sexually, like, just fluid, explicit. Mm-hmm. 17-year-old boy. Mm-hmm. Got it. I know. But still, you seem like you have been through some things to get you to a place where all this is okay. Or okay. just, you know, Gen Z, th- these kids are a little different. They are. They a little different. You could just be better than us. I don't know. Right. But you seem like some stuff has happened that has made you feel like it's okay. So it's all just like, especially them agreeing about this plan being stupid, being smart, and it's really stupid. Mm-hmm. It's like, did he, do he know Lori? Um, is there a universe that exists? I mean, I th- I, th- I think he can know Lori. Where yes. they're conspiring. No, I th- I think that I, I'm, I hate to re- re- spoil your parade, right? Um, I think that is a wild ass coincidence. If I think that I think a lot of things, there's a lot of things that have to be happening simultaneously, in order for that to really be succinct, right? Because like, even how shitty he felt afterwards, like he was like, "Damn, I really did this." Yeah, I think he was just really mad that he snitched on her and that this that all this came of it. I don't does he know Lori? Okay, cuz there's two separate questions you're asking. Does he know Lori? There's a big possibility. The man does drugs. I'm pretty sure he's he's mon- he's munching on some of her pills or getting his work from her either directly or indirectly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Is he conspiring with Lori to 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 bring, sell Rue to, to Dubai? Sell Rue to Dubai? <laughs> no, I think he's 17. <laughs> <laughs> and plays the guitar. <laughs> like I don't think I think you got to be a devious motherfucker to do that. And I I don't take him as that. I don't listen. I don't know. I know, but but listen, I love a good conspiracy that never comes true. It happens every show for me personally. So I don't know. I, I like I that your brain is going there. Let me say that. I don't know. Yeah, that's a little too mucho. But however, um, Faye absolutely knows Lori. Yes. As well as uh, old boy, snitchy boy, wearing a wire. He knows not wearing a wire. (laughs) I'm pretty sure he's wearing a wire. Yeah, I'm pretty sure next episode. I don't. Did you watch the preview for next episode? No, I never watched them. Oh, okay. Yeah, there was a scene where he was sitting in the living room and he was talking to Ashtray one on one, and he was just like, "Yeah, so what's up, bro?" or something like that. Sounded like some Donnie Brasco talking into a fucking wire type shit. So, um, so I'm pretty sure, yeah, off with his head probably next oh, episode. Oh, yeah, Astra going to blow his brains out. Yeah, but they're going to have to be smart about it. Um, but, yeah, there's that. Um, th- to me, the last thing to uncover here in this episode is uh, the situation where Nate brings the disc to Jules. Mm-hmm. What was your take on that? 
my immediate thought before all the conversation we've had here mm-hmm. when I was sitting at home was, oh, he does want someone to tell, doesn't want it to be Maddie, which I thought was weird. Mm-hmm. I don't, I didn't know what to think about it. Cause my thing was, well, he's giving this to her. And, and like, say, if you want to tell, you can. So the idea of you not wanting it to get out is gone because you're giving it to the person who was violated. Yeah, but she and maybe she there, won't. She's never getting that out. Well, yeah, but I, I guess just for me, it was. Then why did you take it from Maddie? Is what that left me with. Because because he knew Maddie was going to do something vindictive with it. But Jules has much more reason to be vindictive. Y- yes. Like much more yeah. on on both of them. You're right, but she also, I think, it, yeah, I get exactly what you're saying. And because she's a minor, it wouldn't be embarrassing for her. It's not like it will become a, a headline, and if it did, it wouldn't involve her name. She's a child. Right, but she was, I mean, you got to think how she got there to that room. No, no, absolutely. What I'm saying is. She was selling sex, and she lied about her age on that tape. Right, but I. I guess I'm um, I'm not thinking about the universe she lives in. I'm thinking about like the reporting and journalism. Of course, they wouldn't say it because she's a minor, but you have to have that conversation with your dad and everybody else. So yeah, you gotta have that. that yeah, I, I don't I don't think it's in her best interest. I think she's the safest person to leave it with, because you know it ain't going nowhere, and then you don't want it in the house because you just want these demons out of your out of your way, right? You want these demons out of here. I guess I struggle believing Nate is that smart, but I can see it. I, I think I think. I feel like that conversation he had with Jules was probably the most honest conversation he's had in this entire series. That's that's partially what I took from it. Like that was the most And he confirmed what everyone says. He actually did like Jules. He actually did like Jules. Yeah. Yeah. He um Jules get all the niggas on the show. If she could just stop showing her goddamn ass. I mean, listen, Jules is a I She's mean She's a piece of shit. Well, but just in terms of the, I still the believe woman that herself, she's bad. She's a beautiful girl. Oh, Hunter Schaefer's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. she's, she's actually dating Elliot in real life. Yeah, we talked about that last episode. Did we? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but you know, she's she's um, I, no, I get it. I mean, there's a lot of appeal to her. You know what I mean? Um, so you know, I don't do the pink, so but I get it. Yeah, I mean, nor do I. Yeah. But but yeah, but I, I get how I get how. Um, physically, but then also like in terms of a spirit, like she has a very, to me, she has very good energy. You know, I know she gets, she's getting wrapped up in a lot of like messiness. You know what? I didn't realize so a very angry white woman on TikTok pointed it out. Hmm. That bitch Jewel showed up to Rue Mama house to tell her business after sleeping with Elliot hmm. in Elliot's clothes. Holla. Hey man, gotta do what you got. It was urgent. That information was urgent. You couldn't wash the nut off your back, bitch. Like it was urgent, <laughs> bitch. And we never she, saw it happen. Sheesh. As if that has ever mattered to you. You just got mad in real life, talking about Marsha being a succubus in your mind. Right. Nothing you saw. Right. I'm the, I'm the king of drawing it out of thin air. Like she showed up. And that little nigga's clothes. Yeah, she did. A straight tattle told. Yeah. I mean, you got to do what you got to do, man. I, I want to save my friend. And this is what it looks and like. And I love that Drew, <laughs> Rue was like, and, Elliot, and 
Jules and Elliot. Matter of fact, I don't want to talk about them. Like, fuck them. Yeah, <laughs> that was such a real response. But yeah, no, I think I think that was the most honest conversation Nate has ever had. Mm-hmm. I think it was very important for him to have it. I think um, I think the chapter of Maddie for him is done completely in his life. Uh, I think he's now on to ruining Cassie's life. <laughs> you know, uh, I feel so bad. I think Cassie's shitty, but I felt really bad for her in that moment. Yeah. Because it's like just the right amount of attention at just the wrong time yeah. is is apt, right? Because it's this is so horrible for you, yeah. And you think it's love, yeah. And that kiss you got, you you feel like it's so romantic, and you think all this is okay, yeah. You think all this is what you're worth. You think all this is sufficient. You think this is a whirlwind of some kind. And part of me wanted to be like, bitch, you so dumb. And it's like, she's 18 years old. Right. And shit, a 24-year-old me has gone through that. So it's like watching watching the situations is just, I don't want to say a lot because that's dramatic. But it's right. like, yeah, I get it. I, should you be here? No, but I get how you got here. Yeah. I get why this feels good to you because it's felt good to me before. Yeah. But it's like, ooh, you dumb. Yeah. Just so much dumb. Nah, it is. Um, and, and God bless. I mean, this is what she asked for. This is what she wanted. Like you said, aggression will get you what you want. Yeah. You know, or you can be patient and get what wants you. Uh, tis the moral of life to me, period. You know, there's some things you got to be assertive about. There's some things you got to be aggressive about. And there's some things you got to install, you know, instill uh, passiveness, you know. And, and part of me felt something a twinge of sadness for Nate in a cow kind of way. Cause like, why can't you be alone? Yeah. Cause you shouldn't be with a girl that would betray her best friend like that. Cause she'll betray you too. But that don't matter. Cause you just can't be alone. Yeah. And again, I'm going back to you. He is a foreshadow, not foreshadowing. It's a copy of his father. He want to be with Jules. Right. But that's inappropriate, quote unquote, inappropriate for his lifestyle and yeah. who he is. That's inappropriate. So I, you're going to be with Cassie. See, I, I think that's, I feel like that's less of it. I think it's, and I could be wrong. I feel like, and you're talking about her being trans? Yes. A trans, a trans woman? For that, who, not in the world they live in, but for who Nate is. Right. See, I don't think a lot of people know that she's trans. I don't think that's like a. I think it's common knowledge. Uh, I, I'm not sure if it's common knowledge. Yeah, I, I no, I, they've had the conversation. I don't think it's common knowledge to like everybody in the school. Elliot knew, and he didn't know her. Okay, okay. Well, I'm willing to concede there because I'm not sure. Even but if it's not common, it's not a, it's not something she's uncomfortable with. She's not. Yeah, that's not what I mean. All. Like yeah. so. So that means people talk about it. She's talked about it. So people would know that he's dating a transgender woman. Right, right. I get you. Yeah, it it probably is a point of uncomfortability. Because I remember like, shit, season one, the whole thing was Cassie was quote unquote a whore. Right. You know, and, and, you know, there was a shame, uh, quote unquote shame to that, you know, with McKay. Right. Right. So, so yeah, you're probably absolutely right in that case. Um, Yeah. Nate is deeply broken. Doesn't mm-hmm. excuse his psychopathness, but he is deeply broken. And again, most like a lot of 
people who are not medically and actually diagnosed as psychopaths or mm-hmm. sociopaths, when we use it in a, a what's that e word? Euphemistic way okay. is usually to describe a person who is deeply broken. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. I hope they can all find some healing from this. Um, I'm excited to see what happens with this play. Because <laughs> the casting call, the casting call has come out, and and the people that she cast to be these people, it, there is no doubt in my mind. Baby. There's no mistake. Who are they supposed? Who they're supposed to be? You know? yeah. Did you did you post the um the meme about the next episode being like the best man? No. So there was someone who posted basically a meme of all of the different people in the movie uh-huh. being different characters from the show. Oh wow! And Lexi being Tay Diggs. Oh, oh shit! <laughs> it's fitting. It's fitting. Har- Harper. The Harper. What was the name? Harper. What? Something Harper or Harper something. I don't remember. Yeah. Good movie, The Best Man. Um, if you're into that kind of thing, yeah. Yeah. I, I did I did make this joke on Twitter, though. If just two episodes ago when they were in that hot tub, if Maddie just would have played Mary Fuck Kill with Nate. We, this could have been. We, we could have been done with this. She could have drowned Cassie. We could have moved on with our lives. But we would have been done with this. She would have known where she stood. She would have got mad real quick. Yeah. She would have jumped just to drown her off reflex. Yeah. Party done. Yeah, party done. Party done. <laughs> oh, I think that's uh, probably a good place for this party to be done as well. Yes. Um, I I think this was this was somewhat of a heavy episode six. I think. I mean, I think it, it was you know, actual euphoria, but then also our conversation. I think yeah. a little heavy. Yeah. 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 Sorry, but it wasn't a, a hurtful heavy like the last episode was. It wasn't. It wasn't a. It was a different kind of heavy. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Martin the Mailman. He made a he made a um he made a parallel that I didn't even think about. He said last episode was like a fucking Safty Brothers film. <laughs> and if you're familiar, you ever seen um so Uncut Gems, the one with uh Adam Sandler didn't that watch came it. Okay. That and then like Good Time, the one that made me a fan of Robert Pattinson. Um they're just very like high stress fucking like high anxiety on the edge of your seat white knuckle gripping okay. cuz it's yeah. just a bunch of tension a bunch of uh, yeah. situations that get that keep getting worse and snowballing yeah anxiety you know? inducing yeah anxiety inducing that's the best way to describe it so the two safty brothers films that i've seen that's what they've been just very anxiety okay. inducing so yeah so shout out to Martin Mel man for making that correlation that last episode was a safty brothers film um. Yeah, man. It, uh, I can't wait to see where it goes from here. I hope it is a ten episode season, but I'm seeing reports that's looking like it's an eight episode season. Yeah, I think that thing that I looked at on because I showed it to you when you Google it, mm-hmm. what just pops up as the answer up top is ten. Yeah. But then there's an article right under it says it's eight. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, neither do I. But either way, we riding with it. Um. Give them our social six if you can. Yes, on Instagram we are Grams of Snow Pod. On mm-hmm. Twitter we are Grams of Snow. Stick around because snowfall is coming soon. Oh yes, we will be here for it. You're going to get a couple weeks of twofers. Lucky you. Yeah, yeah. Snowfall, but then also I think we've we've agreed that we're going to do the uh, that that Godfather show, right? Yes, absolutely. Uh, that comes on. Uh, what what channel was that? I don't know. You tell me. But whatever it, it is. What streaming service? I'm gonna buy it. Whatever it is. Streaming services. Yes. The, um. It's called the. 
I don't even remember what it's called, man. It's basically the 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 TV show that's coming out in April that is basically the story of how they made the movie The Godfather, but it's dealing with like mafia and stuff like that. It looks right up our fucking alley. Yeah, that's that. You sent me the trailer. I was like, fuck yeah. Yeah. Like, Shows like that are why we invented this. Yeah. Rams of Snow. So yeah. Um, I, I the name of the program is escaping me, and I cannot remember the streaming service. But yeah, we're doing that after Snowfall. So that's etched in stone. So y'all, y'all might as well go ahead and get your people to subscribe, man, because we here for the next for the next few months. Per we, we moving in for show. Uh, and we'll be back next week for episode seven, seven. of Euphoria. That seven, right? Yeah. Episode seven of Euphoria. We'll be back next week. And I guess in the meantime, man, um, you know, try to find a rehab facility. God, yes. Jesus, so sad <laughs> all over again. Peace. Bye, friends. This has been an on-ear network production.